Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode number 67. We're, we're, we're getting awfully close to 69, where we've got a um, an interesting guest lined up. But today, yes. we have, I would argue, an even more interesting guest. And it is, well, I call him Gumball Max. Oh, amazing. Thank you, guys. Thank How you. are you doing? I'm very good. Yes. Um, nice to be here. Yeah, it's a pleasure it is. to have you. And in in cold, rainy London. It's disgusting. It is. It is. Why nice. do you? Why do? Does a man like you that does so much traveling and sees what you live choose to live yeah. here? It's a good question. I actually love England. Really? I really do. I've lived in uh, Los Angeles. I've lived. Uh, well, that's the only hot place I've lived. But I've lived kind of a bit of New York and other places around the world, and I, I still come back to London. Really I love it. And whereabouts in? Whereabouts? Because um, like the Gumball HQ is over in uh, like uh, Ladbroke Grove area, yeah. West London. And whereabouts do, do you actually live? I'm west as well. You're west. Oh, you're yeah. Notting west Hill, Holland Park. That's kind Lovely. of so coming here. It's like uh, very bougie. You're yeah. slumming it over here. Yeah, yeah. Oh, this is the cool part of town now. Uh, I know about slumming it. You're over you're there saying, with the elites. We're over here with the graffiti on the wall. And it's kind of like, are you cool enough? I mean, it's true. I actually used to live here when I first moved to London. And did you like it? Uh, yeah, it I was very it. different back then. Yeah, I would um, imagine. Yeah, it was kind of rough back then. Now it's a bit bougie. It's full of hipsters right? with yeah, uh, trousers, yeah. chinos yeah, yeah, that don't yeah, quite yeah. go down yeah, to their ankles. You know, it's a good look. I did. Uh, I moved here in uh, 1990. Mm-hmm. Before you were born. Oh, that is, that is that before I was born. <laughs> I didn't want to say it. I didn't. I didn't want to <laughs> say anything <laughs> like that. I was like, don't say it, Chip. Oh, so, only four years though. So four years later, yeah, I, I, I popped out. Yeah, well, that was when I left this area. Yeah, yeah. he was and like, "Oh, chips going to come." You were, you were traveling, doing all sorts. Um, but yeah, I think it would be great if you could just briefly explain what is it that you do, and also, I guess, why me and Chip sort of n- met you and know who you are. Okay, well, if I can remember back to that far, but we'll go into that. But I, I <laughs> yeah. founded something called Gumball Three Thousand. Oh, some something called Gumball, aka one of the world's most famous, if not the most famous, road trip. Yes. It's like, it's like road trip on steroids. Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, that was uh, back in the old days, the end of the last century, 1999. I invited a bunch of my friends on this road trip. And we did a, a sort of a, a six-day, six, seven-day trip around Europe, parties every night. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it just sort of hit a note that people seemed to like it. We got the covers of GQ and FHM and Maxim back then. and, and uh, on, your, on your first? On the first one. Wow. I mean, my background prior to, prior to starting Gumball had been uh, a combination of racing cars and the fashion industry. So mm-hmm. I kind of got lots of friends that were kind of good in those fields. Yeah. Some of them famous, high yeah. profiles, whatever. They, they just happened to be friends of mine then. And so I just invited them, them on this sort of, uh, you know, six-day road trip. And, mm-hmm. and it just sort of caught on. And yeah. suddenly everyone that had done it wanted, invited their friends, wanted me to organize another one. And, you know, when I first started it, I actually thought of it as being just a one-off. Um, the vision back then was actually I was trying to create a kind of a, in fact, going back a little bit more, I tried to buy a Formula One team and I wanted to create as, the as most. As you do, sort of, you say that so casually, like, well, oh, I just tried yeah. to buy an F1 team. Well, you know, I didn't quite have the money myself back then, uh, but I was uh, a, a sort of fledgling racing driver that I was racing for some very wealthy people. Yeah. The team owners and, and the other people you meet when you're in that field are big sponsors. You know, it's a big, big kind of money sport, really. And I became friends with a few guys that kind of felt sort of fairly similar to me that that whilst I was driving and I loved that and and still love racing, 
the industry itself could be a little bit dull sometimes. And I was really comparing it to the sort of the fashion industry that I was also in. And I'd go to fashion parties, fashion events one night of the week that was kind of an amazing night, had great fun. It was, you know, great people, eccentrics, great characters, great music. And they'd spent no money on it and they'd got no money. And the next night I might be going to kind of a, a car company event that had spent ridiculous amounts of money on it and it was the most boring event you could imagine mm-hmm. yeah. so i kind of felt like i you know i got the cool crowd the fashion sort of skate music crowd as friends and i kind of wanted to interject them into kind of this sort of car industry yeah and so that was how it sort of came about and i tried to buy this formula one team with with some uh, other people's money and we tried to buy... Never use your own. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> never I didn't, I didn't have it at the time to use, you know, really. But um, good, very good truth in that. Don't use your own if you don't have to. Yeah. But anyway, I tried to buy this team. It was called Tyrrell. It had been in Formula One for about sort of uh, 30 years at that point. They were world champions in the early 70s with a guy called Jackie Stewart, amazing driver. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and Tyrrell was kind of at the latter stages of being a sort of racing team. The owner, Ken Tyrrell, was sort of in his 70s and was up for selling and so they were the kind of perfect team for us to kind of try and try and buy and take over and create this kind of edgy sort of sexy formula one team yeah and uh, it got to kind of i was in my sort of mid-20s and i was in the room sort of negotiating bidding and you know doing the contract and everything can, can and i can i ask how how much would an f1 team back then have cost you i was trying to buy it for 15 million pounds okay so it's not hundreds of millions but it's still it's still, still got a lot of zeros yeah, on yeah, it yeah, you yeah. know um, and obviously, that's just the buying of it. To run it is going to be, uh, you know, yeah. uh, even at that time, you're looking at sort of 30 to 50 million, trying to raise 30 to 50 million per season to run it. Wow. So uh, anyway, it got to the stage where we were kind of close to exchanging contracts. And then it got announced. This is all about 1998 now. It got announced at that time that um, cigarette advertising was going to be banned in sport in about sort of five years. They'd Ooh. sort of made that, that sort of legislation which all of a sudden meant that all the cigarette companies mm-hmm. that had always been sort of big sponsors Marlboro, of sport, yeah, was a bit all of them, Rothmans, one. JPS, you know, yeah. Yeah, Marlboro being, being huge. But, but another one, Lucky Strike, came in and just basically offered Tyrrell several million more than we'd offered. Oh. And, and it became the BAR Honda Formula One team, the team that J- uh, Jensen Button became yeah. world champion with. Um, anyway, so I got outbid. You know, I got all this energy and enthusiasm from mates of mine to be supporting this from, like I said, you know, friends that were sort of in, in bands or or, uh, or fashion designer friends or whatever, or models, or they'd all got this energy and excitement for me and what I've been telling them for the last sort of few months that mm-hmm. we're going to get this team and whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I had no team, you know, so what do I do? I'm like, you know what? It's been amazing kind of telling everyone and getting everyone's energy for this. I need to now show them something and get them together. So that's how the first rally came about. It was like, I'll, okay. I'll get them together, put everyone on this road trip. And if they have a good time, they'll probably support other ideas of mine or whatever. Uh-huh. And as it transpired, that idea was enough in a way. You know, that it, like I said, it generated a great amount of media attention. And obviously, this is in the days before there's any social media or any digital cameras or anything. Mm. So it was really, magazines you know, magazines were, were key. And to get the covers of those ones when they were selling, you know, millions of copies a month back then was, I remember was as that, big bro. as it I used, yeah, to, I used to buy them. Yeah. Jump, Nowadays, You wouldn't never. be able to just jump on your phone, go on Twitter, whatever. You, if you wanted to know the latest news of yeah. something, a specific thing, you go, you get in that magazine, that, that was car it. magazine, yeah, yeah, yeah. Xbox yeah. magazine, that was it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that first rally, we had, prim- you know, similar format to what it is now. 
I mean, it was a few less cars, but the cars number of cars isn't really kind of what's grown over the years. You know, back then it was about 55 cars in that first mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. But it was as... It's still a lot, though, for a first... Yeah, I mean, I needed to make it sort of pretty Yeah, something. Good, you know, yeah, yeah. it was... It so, was you know, on this first, on yeah. this first Gumball Rally, the yeah. very first one, w- was you charging people mm-hmm. to come take part? Or was it more... Was it like, no, how did I, that work? I, I had no money. So yeah. it was also, what do I do in life? You know, mm. sort of things. So I'd spent, like I said, the, the 1990s... Moved to London, did a fashion design degree at a place called St. Martin's. That was why yeah. I moved and lived around here. Um, didn't want to join the real world after that. And I got a little bit lucky that back then I got asked to model for some different brands. So I was, I was generating a bit of income. Mm-hmm. Having a you know amazing life at that time, going to out fashion shows and ad campaigns and stuff like that. So it was kind of introducing me. I'd moved to London from the, you know countryside sort of thing you know middle England and and oh. sort of you know suddenly my life has changed and I've got this sort of access to parties and fashion world and so I did that and then when I sort of finished St. Martin's I kind of like I said didn't want to join the real world let's say I've had no natural job I wanted to go into do anything like that so I I continued um well by the second year of St. Martin's I was racing cars mm-hmm. I, I'd spent my money wisely that I was earning through being a model into racing cars basically okay cool so that's what kind of started me off and um and I, I you know wanted to carry on doing that basically but that was even even when I was racing in some lower series it was still a, it was you know it sounded glamorous and whatever but it's really only sort of three four days a month really that you're actually, you're actually on the track yeah, yeah. so I got a lot of time so I thought I'd do another degree and the reason for that was, by this point, through the fashion world and through racing, I was starting to deal with a lot of contracts. And so I thought I'd do a law degree. And it's a complete polar opposite to wow. uh, complete. My whole background, my whole family, my dad's an abstract painter, artist, you know, and my yeah. mum's creative as well. And so my whole background has just been arts and music and creative kind of worlds. And I've, I've sort of, I don't think our family had ever known a a lawyer or a banker or anything like that. And I, uh-huh. not that I wanted to be one. I kind of was just intrigued by it a little bit. And so, and I have to say at the time, I was also missing a little bit of, um, I'd moved to London in this sort of full-on fashion scene, parties, celebrities kind of world. And I was at that point just missing a little bit of normality. And so I kind of had this desire to go to a normal university and, and sort of play football again and, and do that kind of stuff. Yeah. So I went to Sussex Uni. And how old to, were you when you went to do the second degree then? Uh, I was 21 because I did, well, 21 turning 22 probably because yeah. I did, you know, St. Martin's for three years, started when I was sort of 18. Got and, and Finished that of, by 21. Finished that yeah. and then straight into the next one. So not, not that old mm-hmm. really, you know. Um, and did a three-year degree at Sussex Uni. But I still, even then, I kind of carried on doing the modeling and carried on doing the, the racing and stuff. And, you know, so I was never felt, I never really went back to being the normal student sort of thing. I got fancy cars already at that point And, yeah. you know. Um, what, what was, your, what was your, your first car that you were there like, yeah, this is, this is a weapon. This is, this, is, this is a weapon. Yeah. yeah. Um, I... 
Well, I bought a Porsche Turbo yeah. around that time, and I bought a Lotus Esprit around that time. That as well. Lotus, Lotus Esprit, Esprit, that was big back then, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was huge, and that was my car when I was at Sussex Uni, and it was just like it was oh, a James mate, Bond car. You must have been car, living you know, life the, on the wedge, easy you know. mode at yeah, uni, at man. University with rocking those kind up of whips. with those cars. Yeah, you must yeah. have had a lab, a model. Yeah, yeah rocking up in those whips, yeah. doing a fucking law degree, and and already in the fashion scene. Yeah. Oh, come on, you're the taking a piss out of the restaurant. Living life, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I still had a bowl cut when I was eighteen. Yeah, man. Was, man. Well, so did all the others in my year. You know. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You were, yeah, you were, you were just living the best life. Um, so yeah, sorry, you you had that. So yeah, so that's how it all sort of you know that's how I'd got this sort of network, if you like, by the end of the nineties, really, and and sort of like I said, I'd finished this sort of studying and 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 the fashion sort of stuff, and uh, you know the modeling was only as as and when sort of. So Gumball came at a time where I didn't have any money. I had to kind of what is my route in life sort of thing and the the buying the f1 team obviously was the direction we were trying to do and it, and all of that was really about me utilizing i guess the experiences i'd had in that decade and the knowledge of of brands and you know when you're when you're even in the fashion world and you're sort of working for a fashion company in an advert or whatever you're realizing you know people are just sort of you're playing with image and, you know, a brand, whatever brand it is, it's not that the sweatshirt is better or the shirt's better or anything. It's just playing with a lifestyle. Yeah. It's all people the are buying into of the, the image yeah. of what it's associated with, what it stands for for you. It's yeah. not they're all produced in similar factories. They've all got similar mm-hmm. graphics. You buy into the the life of it. Yeah. And I kind of, you know, had a really good insight into that and knew people that were running really successful brands and whatever. And I just wanted to kind of like, pull them together as I said and and kind of create something that is an overused word in the last sort of you know decade or so but back then the word lifestyle didn't exist so I was trying to create sort of a lifestyle brand really that was mm-hmm. really about cars music fashion art sport all together yeah and that was all the things that I love really and so that's sort of that's what would have would have fueled the sort of the Formula One team as well we would have got cool fashion designers to do the liveries and the art well the mm-hmm. artists do liveries and fashion designers do the the, the outfits and everything and Which the merch and whatever done, wasn't being done yet it wasn't being done yeah. at all but even today it's not really it's no. not, you yeah, know it's still pretty horrific it's still it's pretty still, old everything's pretty formal and it uh, is you know. yeah it, it's still merchandise yeah. how, how sweet would it be if they if they did get like a an artist like a famous artist to yeah. do the livery the, you know a, you know that's one thing one like thing that I really don't like about f1 merch is all the merch i'll go on there and i'll be like no I really hope Red Bull have got some nice stuff on the website yeah. and it's all so formal and plain and average design. Just their badge with the sponsor. You know, sponsor, you, like, you yeah. could tap into this beautiful audience that F1 currently has got coming in yeah. and really make some of it and it'll absolutely fly off the shelves. Yeah. yeah. Well, now's the time because it has got this kind of crossover of the sort of the esports kind mm-hmm. of sim racing yeah. that's got this new audience through the likes of Lando and those sort of guys that it hasn't had before yeah. Yeah. for a long, long time, you know, and, and it, it was pretty dull and boring at times, you know. So anyway, so that's that's the long story of like how Gumball came about. I yeah. don't know if I explain what Gumball is, <laughs> but, it, you know, we do a rally once a year and it's built a brand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, and over the 22 years of, of doing this rally once a year, it's we've we've sort of it's enabled me to kind of make cool films do cool clothing lines collaborate with people had a playstation video game out we got an xbox game coming you know so it's allowed me to kind of like really delve into all these different worlds that i'm into and the common thing that we you know by having this rally once a year it kind of a keeps it fresh because a new you know new intake of people take part Mm -hmm. and that might be the hottest new kind of you know uh 
social media guys yeah, or it might yeah, be yeah. the you know the hottest new sort of supermodel pop star rapper whatever it mm -hmm. is so it kind of keeps us growing to those people's audience yeah. um and it sort of because we do the rally in different locations every year completely different route yeah. every single time you know you're growing your brand awareness in those territories at the same time as well so you know the rally is, maintains being fun and it's that one week of the year that is a little crazy but yeah i love it you mm -hmm. know and and it keeps my interest and passion. And I, in the early years, I actually really did use the rally to kind of, for me to explore the world. I kind of, I love traveling. I love sort of seeing new places and whatever. And I just thought, you know what? I've never been there. Let's take the rally there. Yeah. That kind of thing. Where, where was the first one? What, what was the route for the first one that you did? It's, a, it's kind of a, a little more simple than we've done in years since. But yeah. it started in London that year. Yeah. And, it, and we did a whole loop of sort of France, Italy, through the Alps, Germany, and back to London. The start oh, okay. and finish was in loop. London, yeah. yeah. So we started on the King's Road, okay. of all places. There's a place called the Bluebird, which was a famous kind of car factory at one point before it turned into a restaurant in recent years. Yeah. And we did the start flag there, and we drove to Paris. Then we coincided the dates with Le Mans with a 24-hour race. So we yeah. actually went to Le Mans. We got to do a lap of Le Mans Ooh. in front of a crowd and everything. Sick. Then went down to Monaco, um, uh, and then across from Monaco, we drove across Italy to, to San Marino, which was the San Marino Grand Prix. So the yeah. dates of the yeah. rally, all the guests get, all the participants got to see the San Marino Grand Prix. And then back up to, um, up to like I said, up through the Alps and, and sort yeah. of loop back and cross the finish line in Park yeah. Lane at somewhere called I th I the think, Metropolitan. <laughs> I think one thing that about, it's not, people might just be thinking, oh, well, you're just doing like a, a road trip from here to here. Yeah. Yeah, it's but it's actually... That, Every day, there's an itinerary of things that you do yeah. throughout there. So it really yeah. isn't just like a drive, stop, drive, stop. No, no. Where, it, where you, there's places to stop and, at. And I think there were things as well. Let, let me say on that first one, even, that, that sort of first, second, third years of it, you know, uh, there were nights where our parties became that kind of, I don't know, 50 Cent played at one of them, but he wasn't supposed to. He wasn't booked to. Anything. He just wanted to sort of thing. And and he was you know, as big as it got sort of back then. Another night, Jamiroquai played. Another night, Goldie DJed. And mm -hmm. Kylie and Danny Minogue sang. And, and it was like that kind of thing. They were all sort of just the social scene of the moment yeah. and wanted to be part of this. And I'd met them socially and that's how they became sort of part of it. But it meant that our our parties and, and, and everything we put on, not just on the rally, but even outside of that, just became that sort of hot ticket to yeah. kind of go to, which kind of kept us. Who, who, who was like the the first, if quote unquote, celebrity that you feel like you got locked in, like that Kate went on a go on, on you went, wow, this, 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 is, uh, this is how I know I'm onto something. Wow. If this person wants know, to be involved. I, I, I don't know if there was anything like that. Because again, it was just me sort of, at that first year particularly, it was really just me inviting friends. Yeah. Yep. So it wasn't like I targeted sort of Brad Pitt of course, and said, yeah. you know, come on this, you know. Yeah. It was really utilizing just the the sort of the uh, the contacts that I had really. So that first one, um, Danny and Kylie Minogue. Yeah. Which was pretty ba big. Massive back then. Yeah. Um, Chris Eubank, the boxer. Yeah, yeah, Chris yeah, Eubank yeah, yeah. Senior. Yeah, Senior. As we all know yeah, Junior yeah, yeah, now. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, he drove in his uh, Peterbilt truck, which is the big 18-wheeler, the cab of an 18-wheeler truck. Can Sorry, Cal, can you pull it? Will there be a picture uh, if we Google this? Well, Google Chris Eubank's truck and it will come wow. up. Chris Eubank truck. I want to see a picture of this, Gem. Yeah, 100%. Also, yeah. you know, so obviously when we went on our gumball trip, we've spoken about it before, yeah. 
you guys close down some of the roads or some certain roads start opening yeah. up just for gumball cars and you'll drive yeah, through yeah. and it's kind of a parade. On the very first one... There was none of that. Like, yeah, so was it just 50 cars riding through the streets? Yeah, I mean... Traffic was getting all over the place. Yeah, I mean, that first one was really... Well, not just the first one, but I'd say that... Um, can you see it? Uh, Sorry, here we oh, go. there we go. Yeah, yeah. Scroll down. Oh my, oh, so we're talking like a proper truck. That's a beast. Wow. Like an American. That's a, yeah, that's yeah, an American. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, what, he did the rally up. in one of those? He did, the first one, Oh, yeah. that's fucking nuts. Why, that is Everyone's I mean, riding around in Lambo's I mean, it was really funny because it's, I think it had a lim- speed limiter on it of about 65 miles an hour. Yeah. So, of course, he was pretty slow, you know, right compared the to the rest of the group. And, <laughs> yeah. um, and there were times where probably like by day three, he was so far sort of behind that in the middle of the night or the early hours of the next morning, you'd hear his air horn of him arriving. Oh my God, um, so he's yeah. like five hours And it was time. when the parties were dying down and yeah. people were just trying to get a couple of hours sleep, he would just be arriving sort of yeah. thing. Ready to pie. And you know, and, and then I think he'd have some of the occasions, I think um, he had to basically sort of, in fact, actually, the reason why as well that it kind of, um, I think maybe had more of an impact on people taking part is that it's not easy. It's yeah. a pretty grueling week, you know, whilst I might sort of pitch it as sort of amazing parties and locations and this road trip, it's actually pretty tough. Mm-hmm. And in the early years, I made it much more of an endurance than even you guys experienced. So, yeah. so for example, if you can picture the map of Europe, this first rally was, was London to, to Paris to an evening dinner. From Paris, a drive out to Le Mans, which is like two hours outside of Paris. And that's where we sort of slept the first night. And that second day, we did this breakfast at Le Mans at the circuit. Then we drove down to Monaco and people got to Monaco at about, let's say between 8 p.m. and midnight that, yeah. that day, sort of thinking, all right, we've made it to Monaco. Now, when they got to Monaco, they got another little route card saying, have some food in Monaco at the whatever restaurant we got. And then you're driving across to uh, to San Marino on the other side of Italy. So oh, it was almost what? like a race. Was it like a race against time almost? Kind of. I mean, it was just sort of this non-stop kind of, you know. Did they know where they were? So you no, said they, they had a race card. So was each leg like a surprise? Yeah. It was. Oh, get, that's and, it and, was. And they get a little piece of paper, a little card that yeah. tells them it's where It's like a YouTube stopping. video that, you know? Yeah, and, well, even, yeah. and even what we did back then as well was we, because we'd driven this, uh, I'd driven this with some of my sort of, you know, crew that were working on it for me back then. We'd, we'd pre-driven it, of course, and we'd actually taken some Polaroid photos of different stops, mm-hmm. and they had to find some of them. These were locations that they get this given. Is, this is a banging YouTube video. This is sounding like know. a good challenge. Right? Yeah. I like the idea of this. So anyway, so when they got to Monaco, let's say, between 8 p.m. and midnight that night, and were told you're driving on another eight hours to <sighs> seven, eight, seven, seven hours, let's say, to the next stop, people were broken. You know, some of them were like literally kind of like swearing, shouting at me, sort of saying, what the fuck is this? Why am I here? You know, because, you know, you got people that had entered this thinking it was going to be pretty nice and easy and yeah. nice, glamorous dinners Just a and whatever. Yeah. Anyway, so some even like sort of actually got a room in Monaco and stayed in Monaco. Others obviously went through and made it to uh, to San Marino and, and the likes of Eubank. I remember... I mean, I, and we had a we had lots of issues every year. The first few years, you know. I mean, I was kind of doing this a little bit on a on a wing and a prayer, a little Working bit, you know, just just sort well. of trying to put something on that was sort of uh, you know bigger than I could probably even afford at the yeah. time. You and, didn't and have just, any WhatsApp group chat as well, by the way. We had nothing like yeah. that. Well, how, I was <laughs> just about to ask, like, you've got fifty plus people yeah. there. Well, it's over a hundred people. hundred people. Yeah. How? So and, you know, when we went on it, obviously it's a group chat. Everything's yeah. easy. What were you doing back then? How was you organizing what, these people? What if someone didn't rock up? It's like, 
Do we wait? Do we leave? Yeah, I mean, I, it's hard to imagine. And the other thing is, Send you know, you've also got to imagine back then, there were no uh, sat-navs. There were no maps yeah. or anything. Yeah. Oh, so people so you, had physical maps. Yeah, you're whipping it out. You're going, yeah, yeah right here, Monaco. My dad used like, to have how, me doing How that. do we get from Monaco across the other side of Italy? What that, roads? That sounds you know? even better. Though. Oh, it was amazing. That sounds so much amazing. better than whipping amazing. out the ways. But, but to give you an idea of what how that one even panned out and which kind of makes me think, how did anyone ever want to do this again? But it was almost the bit that I realized was the bit of magic. So when they got to Monaco and... You know, like I said, told to drive across Italy, and some sort of did, and they were all in pieces. You know, so exhausted because they'd also partied the first sort of two nights or the night before the rally started. So when a lot of them got to Monaco, sorry, got to uh, San Marino, they got there at like you know eight, seven, eight the next morning, mm-hmm. probably right through to like three, four, five in the afternoon. So yeah. half of them had even missed the Formula One race. That was one of the things that probably I dangled in front of them yeah. to kind of enter. Sort of saying, you know, en route, there'll be this and that and the, Monica, and the uh, San Marino Grand Prix and whatever. And, you know, literally probably, it's probably more than 50% missed it, you know. Oh. And the likes of Eubank, going back yeah. to him, after that F1 race of which, you know, only a handful got to sort of see, Back at the hotel that night, it was kind of, let's say, this hundred odd people. It was probably a meltdown of emotions that it made that party that wasn't like an organized party. There wasn't like, you know, even a DJ or anything. This turned into a party just in like the hotel. Mm -hmm. Yeah, It was probably one of the best parties I can remember. Yeah. Because it was just like everyone was like, all right, we get we're on Gumball now. It's like you can throw at us whatever you want. Yeah. This is it sort of thing. It's like they understood and, and finally what they were on. And through that kind of like, I guess, you know, thinking it was going to be this and that and whatever and realized, you know what, they're just on this adventure. It's just an adventure sort of thing, mm-hmm. you know, that's kind of unique. And you also realize that even back then, that, that one, the other people that were on it, they were all kind of successful. The common denominator was that they were all pretty successful in whatever field they were in. Yeah. whether they were film stars or sports stars or business guys, whatever, they were all kind of this moving group of, you know, 110 people were yeah. like the who's who of the world at the time. Mm-hmm. And they were just all in it together. And actually by that time, which is halfway around the rally, it was like all the makeup was off. It was just like, you know, we're just... Let loose. We're kids again in yeah. a way, yeah, yeah. you know. And it was also like that whole thing of, you know which still we do now, you know, you get one hotel room to share sort of thing for most of it because there's not, A, there's not enough rooms in hotels to give every individual a room. So you've got like billionaires sharing with a mate in a, in a room that's probably got one bed and split with some pillows in the middle. Oh, yeah. But that. thinking... That was me and Chip. We were, you know, we were fuming. Uh, How dare we? Yeah. yeah. I remember being sat in a room at 5am on the Gumball tour with a bloke. I can't remember his name. He just sat there telling me about how he just bought a Pagani. And yeah. I was just like, right. And he goes, yeah, it's very rare. There's only a few of them. I was like, oh, okay then. <laughs> Shit, right. Back to, our, back to our twin bedroom. Come yeah. on, let's yeah. get no, out of no, this. It reminded me of that. But it, it was, was that same bedroom. sort of thing. You know, you'd sort of taken people out of their comfort zone yeah. and just sort of thrown them in this. And, and going back to the Eubank bit. So that night, by the time the party was probably in full swing of the early hours of that Poor night. Poor geezer still in France. You hear, you hear his <laughs> air horn of him just arriving. And it's probably like three in the, I don't know, two, three in the morning of that after the F1 night. 
yeah. knowing that we've got to get back on the road at nine in the morning. And so he arrives, gets a bit of breakfast and is back driving again. <laughs> yeah. I love how you're so like happy and cheery about it. I'd like to hear his uh, point yeah. of view. I know. He's probably there like, yeah, I'm pulling the horn. I was fucking fuming. I couldn't yeah. believe he dragged me all the way yeah. out here. Come on, Matt's got me driving halfway across the country in 18 I mean, that is true. <laughs> that is very true. And there were times where I kind of had my uh, hesitation whether Chris was actually kind of going to be yeah. uh, pretty furious. But he came back and did three more rallies. Oh, so he, so, right. he loved it then. He you know, loved it then. Was you know. it still in that car? Did he decide no, to swap it up he this He never time. did that again, actually. Yeah. He never did the truck again. I think... Yeah, I, you know, he loved the attention of the truck because the truck yeah. was kind of I bet he did. Right? I mean, everyone's uh, hearing the fast think, cars and he's got a truck. Um, so me and, me and Chip, we did it, I want to say it was 2018. It, no, it, was, no, it wasn't. 2017? It was 20, 2016 maybe even. No. 2017. We did, we did the Dublin 16. to... 16. 16. 16. Yeah. See, we know Gumball. Oh, you see, yeah. he owns it and I've yeah. been on it. Yeah. You have. Bro, what Rocky. is... That's like six... Jesus Christ, that's ages ago. That was. But yeah, so we did... I was looking at it in the Gumball book. Yeah. Recently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, yeah. There's some great photos from that, actually. But we did um, Dublin to, to Bucharest. Bucharest. Yeah. And that was, I mean, I, I got invited because you had a sponsor at the time, which was, I believe, is it Betway? Or Bet Safe. Bet Safe. Oh, God. Yeah. Sorry, guys. Oh, my God. No, You're no. never going to get them again. <laughs> no, no, I know. <laughs> Sorry about that one. You're, it's all right. You'll get Betway now. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Betway, we're waiting. Yeah. Um, they... they emailed me like a bit of like a cold email like hey we're sponsoring this yeah. this rally and I, they said it's gone all done and i was like i've i've heard about this yeah um but i hadn't really looked into it so i took a look at it i was like wow this looks fucking insane yeah but i was also a bit like are they just gonna have me do like one leg of it like right. how involved am i here so i replied saying yeah interested like let me know more and they came yeah. back to me and they were like no, we'd like you to do the entire thing. We'll give you the car. We'll give you everything. You want, you know, it will sort of like pay for your fee. Well, I yeah, imagine yeah. they had like a slot or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I was like, right, okay, I'm well up for doing this. And I was like, I need to pick someone to come with me. Yeah. And I was like, the only other geezer that would sign up to a road trip that I'm just going to tell them will be lots of fun uh, <laughs> is Chip. So I managed yeah. to get Chip on this. Well, it's a road trip across Europe. Yeah, well, and we didn't really yeah. know each other that well, by the way, at okay. this time. Like, we knew each other yeah, a little so bit. We did, we did. No, we did. But this road trip, it felt like we became... Like, yeah. I mean, you, it, you it, can't... it will make the relationship or break it, yeah, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. That was it. It was funny. It was a funny journey, though. It was unreal. And we started, yeah, in... So we did it in a G-Wagon. By the way, Horrendous. horrific car. Really? Yeah. But no, well, the one... Well, I've heard that the latest ones are a lot better to drive. Okay. So I don't want to comment on the latest ones, but the model we did in, every time we turned a corner, it felt like the whole thing was going to tip over. Well, we were, remember on the 2016 one, we went around a racetrack. Can't remember the specific yeah, yeah, yeah. one, but yeah. the car, every time we were around... Yeah. Just nearly gonna tip wow. on every corner. It, yeah, it was. Um, yeah, it was horrific. And I remember who who was. We had uh, Afro Jack was on that one. Uh -huh. um, and the amount of times I saw that man David pulled Hasselhoff over was ridiculous up as well. Yeah. David, David Hasselhoff, Hasselhoff rocked up. up. Yeah. yeah. Um, and one bit that I'll never forget is actually you guys closed off Regent Street. Yeah. That is that was a big, that is, that was a big deal. I just want one. everyone to know that yeah. it's not from the UK, by the way, not from the UK. Regent Street is. Up there with probably the most famous slash busy road in London on par with Oxford Street. Yeah. Right. It comes off of Oxford Street and goes down. How do you go about going to the London Council and say, yeah, I want to block this off so I can have about 150 supercars yeah. and a Batmobile drive yeah. down? Yeah. You drop an email or something? How, how does that start? <laughs> and does it cost a lot of money? Do you have to pay to do that? 
Uh, yes, yes and yes, yes and yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to pay a lot of money to do that. Um, you know, it's one of those that from the early years of the rally, like I was sort of, you know, saying to you that first, you asked if there were any fans the first one. Well, yeah. there weren't, you know, of course. It was sort of, you know, that first four years of the rally when it set off, there were just, friend, just friends and family sort yeah. of thing, you know. 100 people watching, waving goodbye to their sort of partners going on this sort of trip. Have fun, honey. Yeah. 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 And then... Uh, and so our production didn't need to be very big. You know, we yeah. could literally set off wherever it was. I mean, the second rally set off from uh, Marble Arch. Yeah. And, um, and that was probably the first one where I had to deal with London sort of city events department, the council kind of thing to sort of, you know, say we want to do this event. Mm-hmm. X amount of cars, but still no fans, really. So it was still that sort of uh, fairly easy to get the permission at the time. Mm-hmm. And and you'd have a couple of police officers and you'd have someone from the council there on the day the rally starts, just making sure it went ahead smoothly. And that was it. And amazingly, the culture didn't exist back then of the sort of, uh, let's say, say car spotting culture that exists now. I mean, now if you had a, you know, that second rally that I mentioned from, from Marble Arch was sort of a few more cars, sort of 80 cars, including, you know, McLaren F1s and and you know, priceless kind of cars. No kids come out to take pictures of them. There was nothing. It was just us still. You know, that culture didn't exist at all. And anyway, so that was that one. And then the third rally we did was London to St. Petersburg in Russia and back through Scandinavia. And that was the one where we made a Jackass special, a a Jackass film. And at the time, Jackass was the most watched show in America on MTV. And and MTV was the cool channel still. And, you know... The height of its popularity. um, and so all the guys, Knoxville and Steve-O and, and, and Pontius and so on, they all came on this rally. And we, we were all friends through skateboarding. That was the other little bit of my life that I sort of didn't reference before. But I kind of grew up skateboarding. I had a lot of friends in that world. And some of them had gone on to, to sort of create Jackass. And so, um, so they all came on Gumball. And it was showed on TV in the States, and the, like the first Jackass movie. And it was the highest watched show on MTV of that year. Wow. And it had the Gumball logo on screen the whole time as well. Wow. Which I'd never even asked for or whatever. It was yeah. just sort of, they just were promoting so what, it. So, you know? so they, they, they said, right, we're going we're gonna to go on this rally. We're going to, and what their like film crew joined them on it and just filmed them so doing it, their so, rally? Or so how did that I, work? I'm sure you guys are pretty familiar with Jackass. I mean, yeah. the new movies just come out and whatever. I need if to watch not, it, you know, but yeah. I haven't seen either yet. But back then, like I said, it was a, it was a big, it was the big show. It was kind of like, I think of it now as kind of like the likes of YouTube and whatever didn't exist back then. And doing the prank stuff that's become huge now, they were the originators, innovators of that, you know, and, uh-huh. and it was mega. And, um, when they uh, got sort of their deal with MTV to film their first series, in fact, MTV's legal department wouldn't sign them off on doing so many of the kind of stupid stuff that they were doing. Uh-huh. And so we'd been, you know, friends through skateboard kind of culture and mutual friends and whatever. So that first series, they filmed most of it in London. So I'd hung out with them for sort of, you know, six months leading up to the gumball that they did because they were just yeah. shooting their series over here, doing stupid stuff where they were like playing, you know, rugby against, you know, London Irish team and whatever. Just and getting clattered. Just getting, you know, yeah. battered and doing, you know, all kinds of, you know, great and weird and wonderful things. And so we just become really good mates. You know, some of them were sleeping on my floor for, for that time and whatever. And it was like the origins of them before they'd become the sort of the big superstars that they became, you know, and... And so I was already doing Gumball at that point. This was coming up to the third one. They were like, we want to do Gumball, you know? And then they just signed the deal with MTV. MTV was like, all right, we'll make that one a bit bigger. It's in Europe and, 
It's going across all these countries. Yeah. Maybe it's a good marketing thing. So they had a fil- full fil- film crew. When I say that, it was only kind of probably like three or four sort of support cars uh-huh. really following the one main kind of cast. Of what did they drive? Did, what, what was They went car? and bought a Jaguar in London the uh-huh. day before the rally started for about £400. Oh, my God. And, so uh, they went yeah. in a Wait, banger. So we're talking like an old, XJS. old, old yeah. car. Yeah, yeah, 80s yeah. XJS. 400, 400 quid. Yeah. And keep yeah. in mind, most of the cars that go on this are, uh, oh, yeah. are, are like, you know, yeah, we're talking yeah. supercars. Yeah. At minimum, yeah. And they've yeah. rocked up in this yeah. and I guess they've customized it in, in jackass. Yeah, ways. I mean, it was kind of like they, they got in, I mean, they had, the funny thing was actually even Supreme sort of sponsored them. And, and um, again, we're all sort of skateboarders really as well. Mm-hmm. So that kind yeah. of world sort of, they were in very much in, you know, and, and that sort of supported them and. Yeah, I mean, it was just that car was just a bit of a, a, a horrible mess, really. But you know, they I bet it made the journey. It was though. great, you know, it was great. And did watching they, did uh, they break down by any chance at all? I mean, they got lost every day. They <laughs> they had fights. They, I mean, a bit of everything. Was it was could, it a carnage? Like a serious? Like was it actually carnage as you would expect? Yeah, but there's also long, tr- long, uh, you know, hours of driving where you've just got sort of Pontius and Stevo in the back, just kind of. Doing whatever they do, you know, yeah. sort of thing. So, uh, so this is messy. this, this yeah. is available to watch somewhere. I it imagine. is, yeah. It's quite an old one, but this it is. is, yeah. So, what, what do we type in for that? Just Gumball if Jackass, want to, yeah. Imagine. Gumball MTV Jackass, I guess. Something and like you'll I'm find gonna have to it, give that you know. a watch, you know. And it is brilliant. Yeah. I mean, it is it's really, 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 really fun. What was it like a series or just one? It was a one hour special. Nice. So, like their show used to be like you know whatever it is half hour sort of thing. This was their first sort of Jackass movie in a way. You know, it was a one hour Gumball special. So that sounds so good. And so I referenced it as well because it was really kind of it was a tipping point for us of awareness mm-hmm. so that rally like i said started you know w- was in uh, was in europe but then the 2000 and whatever it was the one following us in in the u.s and then crowds started to appear you yeah. know at every checkpoint every whatever you know uh-huh. and we even didn't know how people found out about it back then because like you said there was no social media to kind of promote stuff and we'd probably do a bit of traditional advertising back then of the odd fly posters and yeah, billboards classics. a little bit and, and radio PR stuff and whatever. But anyway, then the, the following year, the rally was back in Europe, but started in, um, uh, started in Paris and did Marrakesh and finished in Cannes. And then 2005, it started back in London. And we closed Lower Regent Street, which is not the bit that's sort of popular. I know the bit you're talking about that. Sort of... Uh, um, off what's it called? Palmau. Oh, oh, oh Palmau. Oh, okay, that, yeah, yeah, I know the bit. Bit. yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, you know, same format, whatever it is now, sort of 100 cars or 120 cars or something. And we worked with the council and got their permission and whatever. And obviously, the previous time we worked with them in 2000, there'd been like 100 people there, so yeah. they were pretty comfortable with us. And we were expecting because of the sort of the jackass awareness, and we'd had a show on BBC One then after that as well, between that that first time and then and so we knew our awareness would, had grown and we were expecting sort of i don't know honestly we we probably thought five thousand people might turn up for it yeah and no joke i mean we're talking we were around 100 150,000 people showed oh up. my god so what just is just to see the start with all these the cars start. lined up that's like just oh, to that's see the start. way more people that can and, rock up to wembley and, and yeah. yeah and when you think of it like that it's more than any that stadium event many sp- any kind of organized sports event on the streets on the streets and we had probably to give you an idea we had maybe 
10 crew working on it. We'd probably oh got two police officers down the most there manic job. the police officer <laughs> quota had doubled from the first one where they'd had one guy there. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. Were, they were probably expecting maybe 400 people to turn up at this one, you know, or something. Oh, my And it God. was just crazy. And it was like, uh, you know, it was, but it was one of those sort of, you know, moments for us in our sort of brand that it was just a bit of magic that you knew you'd create something special. Yeah. And you knew it would never happen again in the same way because then following that and bringing you up to sort of the Regent Street sort of scenario, of course, the next time we started London after that, we probably had 2,000 stewards and marshals and probably 50 yeah, police and, that, yeah. you know, and all of that. And we were forced to do that. So the more popular the event became, we were just forced into kind of, you know, bigger areas that could accommodate the fans and the show, the cars or whatever we put on. And we'd grow it. We'd start putting on music concerts. We'd have skate demos. We'd, Tony Hawk brought his vert ramp many times. And, and we'd just sick. sort of grow it. So yeah. Regent Street was that place at that time yeah. that was like big enough for us. And we had a stage at one end and I don't know, one of Capital Radio, someone was hosting a DJ set at one end and giant video screens and some you know, hospitality areas and all of that sort of stuff just came organically over the years, really. Yeah, and, yeah, and it's yeah. It's growth. But, you know, so how, how many people do you reckon were at that Regent Street one that we did? In the course of the day, they tell us officially it was over 500,000 people. <laughs> so Half a million people. Know, were, yeah, that is. Which, which it is, was very fun. It was rammed. And when you, you know, I don't know what time or when you arrived that night, but I remember the, the way we sort of came in, the route that we'd sort of scheduled in was through Berkeley Square and Conduit yeah. Street and whatever. And I remember sort of looking at it and just seeing at that point a sea of people because the roads weren't closed off at that bit, mm. you know. And then you turn onto Regent Street and it's obviously closed off and barriered yeah. and whatever. And you drive down it thinking, wow, that's a bit of, you know, we did this. Yeah, yeah, how yeah. How did we do this? Driving you know? through with the flares and stuff. It was one of those yeah. moments where I was like, how the fuck am I here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Was, well, we yeah, were really sat cool. on top of the G-Wagon. We had... Um, our friend Sultan had his um, Batmobile. Batmobile. Uh, casually. My friend yeah. Sultan had his Batmobile. Yeah, yeah. yeah. we, we <laughs> love dropping that one. <laughs> no, no, the story about me and him was actually really interesting. But yeah, um, yeah like it, to anyone that's interested, uh, Cal, if you type in Gumball Batmobile, um, maybe even just put 2016 in there. Yeah. We'll, we'll show you. It did end up picture. getting crashed, didn't it, by Seb? Seb Delaney, Did I swear it? he crashed Did he crash it? it. I swear, I I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure he crashed it. Yeah, but wasn't that the year as well they lost the keys on the last day or something? Um, yes, well? yes, they did lose the, no, they did something lose the like keys. That, yeah. yeah, 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 I Seb, remember Seb that. Seb Delaney was the guy that. that we met on our year because he was kind of right. our age. That yeah, was like yeah. a, it was like a, oh, you make YouTube videos too. So yeah, we just, yeah. We kind of yeah. formed and just went on every night. That was it together. there. There you go. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. Anyways, the thing is, absolutely. what a motor it was, by the way. It actually, on Regent Street, it maybe that. And we're that we're in the background in, so. of it. We're in the background of that shot. Okay. Yeah, I, I sat on that, uh, sat on top of the G wagon. The G wagon's just behind it, and yeah, going down there because we'd been told, like you know, we uh, before that we'd just driven down. Was it Edinburgh? We stopped yeah. off at like Manchester City Stadium. Yeah, and then uh, all of those stops were crazy. Yeah, yeah. no, that's what crazy. I mean. That's yeah. what I'm Man saying. Could, could, crazy. We couldn't believe but, it. It was trolley Manchester United at one point, right? It was what? Surely it, we should do Manchester United at one point. Oh, I don't know about yeah. that. Come I'm on, sorry. Man. I'm a, we got a little sponsor a going on there. Here, you know, so. <laughs> there we go. Our, our producer, Kyle's a, a big Chelsea fan. So we'll, we'll get man. Stamford Bridge. Is, is yeah. uh, Sultan still doing the gumballs? Is he going on? Yeah, he yeah. hasn't done the, he didn't do the last one, but he's done the, did the one before that. And, yeah. and I know they want to do it again at some point. Yeah, you know, so. every, now, every other year, maybe. Yeah. Kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, you need to take a year off because it's so fucking crazy. I mean, generally what people kind of do when they kind of get, 
you know, do it the first time, they kind of get so passionate about it, do it yeah. two or three years, and then obviously people's lives just sort of evolve yeah. and change and whatever. So maybe skip a few out, but then yeah. they always come back. Oh, Matt, if yeah. you've got space for us at one point, we're I'm ready, we're very ready, ready to come. There's an interesting it, yeah. story, actually, because um, a few, probably like the 2018 one or 20, yeah, something like that. We actually, me and JJ were supposed to go and yeah. do it. Uh, and we were literally all ready to go. We were buzzing. Yeah. And then um, literally about, what was it? Maybe like two or three weeks before, maybe a, tops a month. He decides to be a boxer. He just, yeah, it was, a, <laughs> sorry. Yeah, no. that was it. It was a boxer. So he then was like, oh, I can't go. I've got to train for my boxing fight. I've got, I, I've got to go into camp at this point. And I'm there. And I forget what the route was for that one. Yeah. But well, yeah, we team was London to Tokyo. That was yeah. our that 20th bro, anniversary. That would have that fucking would have been yeah. Yeah. like, that, that is the dream crazy. one. Yeah. And, I want to actually talk briefly about that route. So anyway, but lo- to cut that story short, yeah, JJ ends up fucking the whole it thing up, and I was stood there not like, even looking my way, bro. I was karma. F- after <laughs> I did that karma. first one with Chip, I was there, like, I'll never be able to keep up with that man again. I need to go with someone that won't go so fucking mental. Yeah. So I decided to part the journey in it with JJ. But that London to Tokyo route, right? Because you don't actually drive the full thing. That is quite a distance. Okay? Yeah. So can you explain what actually happens? You go from London. Yeah. You, you we drive a bit. You drive a we bit. We drive half of it. Yeah. And, and then, swim the and rest. then uh, I mean, this is something that I actually did right in the early years. And again, it was about sort of um, me sort of making this a bit of a fantasy magical mystery tour in a way. So on that one. So we drove, you know, London to... Through France, Paris, some chateau in the middle of nowhere, beautiful, then Milan, and then from Rimini, we fly all 120 cars in cargo planes and then have a passenger plane, Gumball Air, and we land in Osaka. I don't even want to, I don't want to, ever comprehend like the fucking bill you get off the company saying, yeah, for 120 cars across the ocean, yeah, it's going to be that. Yeah. I, that yeah, that yeah, sounds yeah. like a nightmare yeah. to arrange. It is, it yeah. is. And but it's sort of, I, I mentioned it, so on the, on the very, uh, you know, I gave you the full story of the first rally in 99. And then, like I said, it came off that one and everyone sort of buzzed and everyone wanted me to organize it again. And I also had a lot of debts after that first one where, you know, things had just cost a lot more than I had. And uh-huh. and you're sort of also thrown into running a business, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, and learning how to run a business and, and the cash flow of it all and everything. But anyway, so I threw myself into organizing the second year in 2000. And... uh Oh, but just looking for the vodka. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. Sorry. Oh, yeah, we've got yeah. some whiskey up there if you yeah, fancy well, it. I'll have, a, I'll have a <laughs> tea and whiskey. Yeah, I'll have a drink if you want. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You, were on the, you were on the tea at the moment, weren't you? Yeah, yeah. well, I just came out of the cold and wet, Classic windy London, London, you know. You've know, you got to get a hot chocolate, man. That's, yeah, that's a go. go-to for me. Yeah. Hot chocolate yeah, yeah. with whiskey in it. Um, Which whiskey would you like, by the way? Or I, well, we I, don't have it. We don't. It's not like we've got a massive range. Yeah, well, yeah, I'm happy for you to, if you can pour it. That James, Jameson, actually. The Jameson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jameson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jameson. Bit, bit of, Jameson. Uh, yeah. Is this the one that Conor McGregor was like saying his thing was like a rival to? Am I right in saying that? Or have I, got I don't wrong? know. What was his like the proper and, and is, it, is it you just get it here and it's straight and that's it? Yeah, I yeah. mean, right, there's right, only right. one option. Oh, right, there's right, only right, one right, option. Right, okay, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's Done fine. the proper way. That's fine. <laughs> Not even an ice cube. No, no, oh. no, 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 no. I mean, no, I, I mean, if we straight. had ice cubes, Max, you'd be given to you. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Look, look, this is. This I, is I'm joking. We're running, cheers, we're running on a budget. Cheers, cheers, cheers. But yeah, sorry. Continue with that. Sorry. So, so what I was saying is that second rally, I kind of, you know, was almost like thrown into being this rally organizer. Like I said, it had come about through the F1 idea and everything, and suddenly 
everyone loved this rally. But I didn't really want to be a rally organizer and sort of do something normal. That's not fun. So the second rally, I thought, all right, well, we're, we're, I still sort of thought we're starting London. But I had this idea to fly cars mid-rally. So in theory, you could start and finish anywhere in the world. Yeah. And so that it was still, like I said, that mag- sort of magical mystery tour, that second one, where people didn't really know where it was going. They didn't really... Uh, I found this really kind of fascinating at the time as well. So people had paid to do the first rally. Mm-hmm. It was pretty cheap. It was 3,000 pounds per car. Mm-hmm. And yeah. we were driving 3,000 miles approximately. And it was Gumball 3,000. And, and that so that... Sorry, of, just so the listeners know, that includes like their hotels. Yeah, everything on route. They've got to pay their own petrol, obviously. The, and but yeah, whatever, so but, this fee covers all of that yeah, organization yeah. costs. Hotel, everything like dinner. that. But my maths wasn't very good, and of course, it didn't cover all the organizational costs. <laughs> and uh, that that first rally, you know, brought me in whatever it was, 150, 200 grand, and a bit of sponsorship as well. Yeah, and it probably cost about 500 grand to put on. Oh, that's very so, just a little bit. Yeah, of debt, so I was a couple hundred grand short. Slightly but, but, misjudged that but, one. But it it threw me into organizing the second one to kind of start getting some entry fees in and start trying to get some more sponsors in for the yeah. second one. And, yeah. and sort of, you know, it kind of, and, and the ideas for the second one got bigger and better in a way by having these airplanes. But what I found fascinating was <laughs> that people wanted to pay and enter without caring or asking where it was going. They just yeah. wanted well, to be part of it. Well, that's how you know you're, you're onto something. Yeah. There, they, yeah. they had the trust in you to they give did. them the And so that's kind of what made me think, you know what? I'm really going to like surprise them then. So yeah. when they set off that second one from Marble Arch, they got this little route card that told them, drive to Stansted Airport. <laughs> and they were all like, Oh, what no. the fuck? Like, they all well, thought they were just driving to France, going on the, you know, the uh-huh. Eurotunnel, the ferry, or whatever it might have been back then. And, and Stansted Airport... And I'd basically chartered back then three Russian cargo planes, these Antonovs, that could fit like I've seen forty cars these, on each plane, sort of. By the way, these know. planes are massive. Oh, those things, aren't they? Just enormous. Can I? I mean, how much does it cost to to, to run then, one of those? Yeah. Like, how much? You, how to much it cost to charter a, an Antonov? Yeah. I mean, now it costs a hell of a lot more because fuel prices have gone up. But yeah. back then, it was sort of. Bear in mind, I probably owed about two hundred thousand on the. <laughs> you know, the overspend of the first rally to hire these three cargo planes and the passenger plane was probably kind of close to a million back then. Um, You are sweating at this Just kind of like thinking I'm pushing it Uh as far as I can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But to make something that was going to be making an impact and kind of essentially it was almost what Gumball was doing back then was kind of creating its own genre. There weren't road trips and car rallies and stuff. They were like... Since cars began, there were sort of owners' clubs drives, yeah. you know. And Not at this level. Vintage right. car rallies. This was the and first of, of its kind, This right? was the first of its kind. And so I really wanted to make it really sort of special. So, you know, in that first rally, so they got to Stansted, drove the cars onto the planes and this passenger plane as well, which became a party plane, obviously, as you know. And they landed in southern Spain and then the route carried on in different routes sort oh of thing, you know. God. So once I'd done that and pulled that off in 2000, I probably used aeroplanes sort of every two or three rallies since then. And uh, I, I mean, the price 2000, prices massively up. But I mean, I've been really ambitious with it in the sense that once I knew I could do it, you know, let's you go did, anywhere. Yeah. You didn't let the price rises stop you. You still do it, right? <laughs> yeah, 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 completely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Went the price of everything's gone up, yeah. you know, obviously. And um, But to give you an idea, the one rally, 2006, we started in London. We drove 120 cars, started in London, drove London to... Um, uh, Budapest um, yeah. sorry yeah Budapest one night and then next day from um, I'm trying to think Belgrade in Serbia 
So from there, we flew all 120 cars, same thing, three, car, three Antonovs at the time, one 747 passenger plane that we brand all Gumball Air and everything. Wow. And flew everyone to Phuket, Thailand. And get off there, you know, next so day. So all these cars are getting like reversed off. Like with, like I said, drive on, drive off. The craziest off kind of cars thing, in know? the world are yeah. just driving around yeah. Phuket. That is fucking nuts. Hold on, that's not <laughs> finished. That's not finished. It, right. so, then, so we get off there. We drive up the next day through the rainforest, jungle, whatever, up to Bangkok. Huge party in Bangkok, of course. Yeah. Next day, back on the plains, flew everyone to Utah, to Salt Lake City. In the US, what? get off those planes. How long is that flight? That's like a oh, huge. I don't yeah, know. get off those planes. Drive from Salt Lake City to Vegas. Did a party that night where Snoop, Snoop played. Tony Hawk did a big vert demo <laughs> in the car park. Oh, all that sort of hell. stuff. And then the <laughs> la- last day, we drove to LA, crossed the finish line on Rodeo Drive in in uh, Beverly Hills. And you know, big finish party at the Playboy Mansion. That is so what? That, that <laughs> bro, is the greatest yeah. No, I'm sorry, but that is something oh, straight yeah. out of a movie. Yeah. Or, oh. or like not even a movie, just like your dreams. You know when you wake up and you go, Oh, oh yeah, I forgot. I, I feel dehydrated movie. from thinking about that part. <laughs> I mean, I, I hope people were drinking water. I hope people it, yeah. you know, but uh, that is carnage. But that was kind of you know, a good example of sort of how I really kind of made this sort of whatever I could think of. What, where would you want to have a party back then? Playboy Mansion. All right, let's have a party at Playboy yeah, Mansion. Okay, well, let's do one in Bangkok. Sounds fun there. You know, it was that Unreal. kind of thing. And, but this, taking this entourage of what, what had become sort of an optimum number for us was about 120 cars. One year after the Jackass show, I did 200 cars. Cause it but, was like, and that's like 400 people, right? Yeah. Roughly. Yeah, yeah. And a few entourage. So you call it a round yeah. number of 500, like... Not like on the trip sort of thing. Yeah. It's a good number. It's a big enough group to make an impact, big enough number of cars to be a spectacle in every city, but small enough in a way that throughout that week, everyone can meet everyone pretty much, yeah. you know. And um, so, yeah, it, it's just sort of, you know, we've learned on the job a little bit, but try to make it as crazy ambitious as I ever could. Yeah. It paid off though. The risk was worth it in the yeah, end. Yeah. And it was also things that, you know, doing those, they were so expensive that anyone that at the time was thinking, oh, this looks like, you know, we had loads of people after the Jackass year sort of trying to imitate it. Yeah. And, you know, they think, oh, there's a lot of rich people on this. It should be easy and whatever. But they're never going to like go all out mm. and spend several Fly million, those cars. And, yeah. you know, and whatever. So for me, it was always about sort of, being the pinnacle of this anyway when some of the others started to yeah. set up around you know mm-hmm. thinking it's easy but they all sort of fell away in that yeah, you yeah. Know, yours is the know. authentic one it's always known as gumball right? yeah and it, you've got yeah. some other rallies out there that yeah. try and do it but yeah. gumball rally yeah yeah, yeah. it's, it's clear, it isn't it i and think it, in a way it's been good it's highlighted the genre by having lots of other ones spring yeah. up you know but and i don't mind mm-hmm. that as long as we yeah. keep being so you know, ha- the one. Of flattery you know is it is, yeah. is it is it uh one is it an invite only thing and then two uh, like how how much obviously it changes every year but just so people get an idea how much does it cost to enter a car in these a days. gumball rally it's changed yeah. a little bit and um we now it's fifty thousand pounds per car mm-hmm. and does that is that just for one person or you, the that's whole for car? two people two, two people, people. Yeah. Two two people, people okay. share a you know share a car yep. yeah you know experience Hotels, that week together um and that's a, for us. It's sort of it, it's it's been that for a few years. It's probably in the last sort of two years. I think the whole world, the prices of everything, seem to have increased massively, and we yeah. could probably go up a little bit. But to be honest, the the revenue that we get from the rally is not really our sort of main revenue in a way. It's sort of yeah, it's there to cover the cost of the production if it can. Mm-hmm. It still doesn't really cost the cover, cover the cost of production. You know, most years. 
because we go a bit more all out and but what happened for us over the years and particularly our, you know going back to those early years first of all after that you know the jackass show and and that sort of stuff i started signing some proper sponsorship deals so brands you know heavily investing in it mm-hmm. and like any sort of sports event um and then i did a deal with playstation for a video game i did a deal with um Hasbro toys for uh, Top yeah. Trump's playing cards. Ooh. I mean, one year that must have been. I, I think I, this I is what, this, them. Yeah. this is what I'm saying. This is Almost what I truly I believe them. to be my first experience with Gumball. Was the cards? Is, was the cards? It was the cards? Yeah, Seriously, Gumball. it came we with the sickest card cards, and we did a yeah. few packs. We did supercars of Gumball. We did yeah. whatever you know, all that sort of stuff. And to give you an idea around the sort of 2006 period. We were, this was a big deal and that, that makes me laugh because it was just, I grew up sort of eating Weetabix breakfast cereal and we did a deal with Weetabix that we were on, Sick. we were on the cover with Lord of the Rings uh-huh. and Buffy the Vampire Slayer and, the, and the Simpsons and there was the Gumball pack as well and they bought 15 million packs of Top Trumps as oh part of their promotion. Weetabix so, bought, yeah, 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 15 million packs. Yeah. So, you know, <laughs> our revenue streams changed from being, you know, just generated by people signing up to do the rally into yeah. these sort of, you know, our own sort of clothing line to license deals like PlayStation and, and Hasbro. And we did another deal with, um, with uh, um, uh, Hot Wheels toy cars that we still have now as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we, to give you an idea, we sell about 2 million Hot Wheels gumball toy cars every month. So, what? Yeah. Well, right now. Right now. Every two, month. two oh million we release, we release a new car every month. I didn't yeah. realize. And we did two million of everyone, and they sell out like that. I knew I knew Hot Wheels still had collectors going strong. Oh yeah, it's but every, I didn't. I mean, know to that, be honest, we don't do the distribution numbers. of it at of all. Course, you know, it's yeah. literally licensed. But I can call into a you know petrol station anywhere, a shell, and just, whatever, yeah. and I look on the rack, and there's a gumball, couple of gumball cars there. That's fucking nah, that know, is so is crazy. sick. What yeah, yeah wow. that is incredible. What a like, what a, to, and that just goes to show like it really is now more than just a, like it is the rally, but it, it it's a brand first yeah. and foremost. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And over the years, it. you know, on those brand sort of collaborations that even that, you know, obviously in the last sort of, what is it? Probably the last sort of five years, maybe, maybe a little bit more than that. Every brand is, you know, makes, makes their industry about collaborating, but back then yeah. no one really did. So we were quite early on in doing this sort of the collabs with, we had sneakers out with Vans and DC in the early years. And then we did a a, a three-year deal with Adidas. Then we did a six-year deal with Puma. And every time it's releasing kind of like Gumball Edition, you know, full apparel and sneaker kind of collections and stuff. So, you know, we've sort of been doing that a long time. And actually the brand's been quite unique in the sense that, you know, we can do a collab with Hot Wheels and also do one with a luxury fashion brand because yeah. we've also got we got both markets. Mm, you know, we, we, we've got the drivers that take part in this that are kind of that rich, high net worth, celebrity kind of thing that any luxury brand wants to kind of be part of. Mm-hmm. But you also got just the general car fan and and the kids playing top trumps, whatever you know. So you can literally do, and I love that that on the side of the cars. Some years we've had everything from sort of, I don't know, um, even that first we had Tiffany's on the side of the car next to. Hot Wheels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I love that kind of ability to kind of like be fully kind of, you know, I mean, it's it's interesting because that was your vision, right? You said from the beginning you wanted to merge all those parts. And it's just interesting that still to this day, 
that is yeah. the case. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, you yeah, haven't yeah. really gone, you veered. I mean, I'm sure your focuses have changed on certain things, but yeah. like ultimately I mean, we've tried you some to things over the years that, that we've done for short periods. We did an energy drink for a couple of years, you know, that was sold. Not, we didn't sell it in the UK. It was sold in sort of Scandinavia or the Nordic regions. What, and, would, what would you say was the most successful sort of deal that you did with Gumball? Was there one thing you went, like for like for me, it is a top trump. Like yeah. that for me, like for that yeah. that's what I I remember. But yeah. was there something you went, wow, this has done so much better than we could have possibly hoped for? I think back in the mid two thousands, seeing Gumball top of the gaming charts as a PlayStation game for me. Was massive. I haven't was seen massive. this. I need to see so, this. I mean, it came out in early two thousands, yeah, but in up. in around that sort of. 2004, 5, 6, it, was, it, it got to number one in the games charts in Germany and France and, you know, different so territories. Sort of thing. So yeah. it was a great racing game. It was done by, um, they were called SCI IDOS. They'd made t- uh, Tomb Raider, Lara Croft. Oh, yeah. Do you remember Lara yeah. Croft? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They'd made that game. And then, I, I then remember sort of, Lara Croft. Yeah, that was yeah. one of the biggest games I re- back yeah. in the I remember Lara Croft. It was the same game studio that yeah. made ours. And, and you know, and, and for like three years, the sales were phenomenal. And for me, it was like, that was game changing. Yeah. Yeah. I see what really you did there. Amazing. Yeah. Wow. So, that is yeah, mate. Imagine we come up. We need we need to come up with our own game. That's what we're fucking up, Chip. Yeah. Like, we need to do the fellas' podcast <laughs> game. Are there any things? And you probably can't. You probably don't want to reveal too much here. But you've done so many different deals, so many kind of different routes, all this crazy stuff. Yeah. Are there any ideas you have for Gumball in the future? Where you're like, you know what, this is what we need to do to just take it to the next level. Anything? You I mean, for the rally like itself, that. it's quite hard because we've sort of done been a lot. to most places. Yeah. You know, I mean, you know, we've... It's a country we, you haven't covered, have well, we? You know, we took it to North Korea in right. 2008. Ain't no that way. way. <laughs> Fucking that was, hell. I that's mean, actually my... You know, that's on my bucket list is to do North Korea. Yeah. yeah. Well, and can, my girlfriend can, said uh, she'll never let me go. But if I said... If I said to her... I'm going on, if you want. I, I'm, I'm going on Gumball and, and she, she won't know. Yeah. She won't know. She won't know that I'm in fucking North Korea. I, so wait, um, you I went don't to know if North we're going to go back there. I have yeah. to say that, but we did do it. Wait, can you just then. explain that? So, sorry, when did you go there? And obviously, I guess it wasn't like it is now. Like, no, it's. I mean, it was. Well, what's it like now in in terms of how is it? I guess it. You know, yeah, it's still nuts. It's crazy. I mean, yeah. So, how we, do you unload 150 supercars into fucking North Korea? So we did for jokes. So we did that year. We did. We started in San Francisco. We drove San Fran, L.A., San Diego, Los An- um, uh, San Diego to Las Vegas. Flew everyone from Las Vegas, the polar opposite from Vegas. You know, <laughs> so there couldn't be more City, of an you know? extreme. Did people know where they you know? were going? They Max, did. Yeah. By I, this point, mean, they I did. feel like they need no, to no, know no. if By they're going point, to they North did. Korea. <laughs> I mean, they, were, they were very scared. Right, guys, I have to admit, yeah. you know, people were a bit sort of a uh, bit nervous about going there. And we go to North Korea and we spend one night in North Korea where... We're hosted by Kim Jong Il, who was the leader at the time, Kim Kim Jong Un's dad. <laughs> no and, um, way. I would be very we, scared. We 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 they thing. put on a concert for us in what's called the Mayday Stadium, uh-huh. which is the world's biggest sports stadium. Like, what, like did, did it actually look like that? it, or is it like you know no, how North Korea would like just it. say it looked like it? It, it was. Looked- they had a hundred and fifty thousand people performing for us in the show on the field and half of the stadium, where you got these people like turning over the cards yeah sort yeah of thing you know it looked like a led screen that was actually turning the pages of a book oh my god what? i mean and you can actually find that on youtube a little bit as well okay if you, uh, if you search a little bit of gumball and pyongyang or something there's a fantastic news clip on there of the 
from the Pyongyang North Korean news channel, well, the only channel on yeah. their news that night of like Shock. an interview with me and everyone there and jackass guys bam and all that Ryan. the jackass guys made it over they there. did yeah because they, they came em- on the rally every year for about 10 years then after that first one so <sighs> yeah love. oh but the mtv crew didn't go on that one they did oh, they did yeah they and, did, what, yeah. and north korea were just like yeah that's like that's well sweet, I, you it, know i'd got to know people in high places by this point yeah. and i'd got an invite there and okay. i ended up going there probably like for about two year period before this i probably went every every three months and got to know the leaders there, and were, you mate, know, were and you not a you little know. bit You're in a different zone, too, <laughs> bro? <laughs> like, wait, no, but oh, going over there, like, because like I said, this is something on my bucket list. So yeah. I'm going to take this opportunity yeah. now. Yeah, can you just tell me, like, what's it like? Is it quite intimidating? Is it scary at all? Or did you go over there? I mean, I guess it's once scary you go because once, it's you're probably bizarre. a bit okay. Yeah, I mean, once you've been there, you sort of, you know, you, I, I sort of, I wouldn't say I fell in love with the place, but it's got an intrigue that kind of made me kind of want to go back and bring the rally there after I'd first been to it, you know, in the sense that it is closed off from the rest of the world. There's no, I'd be sit, sat in meetings, go for drinks with, you know, all the the ministers, let's say, all the leaders yeah. and whatever. And, so, and to have some common ground, have some dialogue that you can actually kind of like relate on was really hard. I mean, uh, you know, we're talking like, uh, you know, a couple of the ones that, because basically they wouldn't let, their even their senior ministers really travel around the world for fear that they would defect and never come back so even at that point they only had one north korean family living in new york which was representing the un and would go to the un and whatever to represent them as country they had an embassy at that time in in um what that back then in stockholm denmark and london that's yeah. the only embassies you know most countries got an embassy in every country and a they got one in enfield i've seen a picture of it recently <laughs> yeah. uh, anyway sorry that was so, a random fact you know so so you know there's not a lot of common ground if you're speaking to one of those ambassadors that's actually lived in london or denmark or whatever then yeah you can have a dialogue with them but the rest of them that have never been out of their country they've never seen anything outside of their country yeah. and they've never read anything they didn't have the internet back then of course you know mm-hmm. and they didn't have mobile phones and you know, so if you don't have the internet and you don't have a phone or you don't have access to any media, what do you know? So I could reference to them. Don't worry about that. Oh, it literally, always. no, it's, yeah. Sorry, right, I've yeah. mended it. I could <laughs> reference the uh, the Beatles, the Rolling Stones, Man United, whatever, and they're not heard of anything. Really? Not even Man United? Not even Man United. <laughs> well, maybe Chelsea, but, you uh, know. Yeah, yeah. Should have mentioned me Liverpool, they'd have been buzzing. <laughs> But no, seriously, like it was really hard to sort of, and, and Kim Jong-il himself was really a little bit more knowledgeable than the rest, but his fascination was Disney, was oh, America, wow. and he loved American culture. And, you know, considering like it was like Attention, US yeah. versus kind of North Korea, he actually was pretty obsessed with American culture and, and enjoyed it, liked it, you know. And um, so it's it just bizarre, you know, and to be able to take, you know, a couple hundred people to North Korea was incredible you know when you obviously had this deal set in and you've arranged it all uh, what kind of rules did you have to give out to the rally when they got there and like what's the do's and don'ts of everyone had to put their i mean no there's no commercial flights there you know it was private Mm -hmm. plane there and and um so when we're at the pyongyang airport everyone had to hand in their mobile phones yeah Yeah. until we were departing again sort of thing you know it's all that sort of stuff and you weren't people weren't allowed to sort of, you know, go out on their own sort of thing. Now, some did, 
because we even um, Bam and that lot went out skateboarding that night around Pyongyang and <laughs> right, you know, I mean, <laughs> what the fuck? right, yeah. So Jackass are just rolling around North Korea, but with the fun, you know, the end of that. You know, we arrived and we'd come off a plane from Vegas and we partied all night in Vegas. And so we're all a little bit delirious anyway. And and that night we sort of, whenever we land in North Korea, whatever it is, like let's say at lunchtime, and we sort of check into the hotel and then we go straight out to this big concert they'd arranged. And then after that, we uh, there's a dinner... And then after that, there's a it's karaoke that they'd organize, which is all like, you know, the leader of North Korea hosting karaoke for us. Wow. So everyone's completely trashed, you know, and doing karaoke that night with North Korean leaders. I mean, that was kind of... <laughs> that is <laughs> and, and mental. And everyone's getting drunk, North Korean leaders. Completely. Completely. Wow, wow yeah, man. Yeah, what yeah. an experience. Honestly. And the next day, we, we headed into China. And then two more days of driving through China. And then we crossed the finish line in Beijing at the 2008 Olympics. So then I Jesus. had like a grandstand at the Olympics for everyone to watch the, you know, the athletics finals and whatever oh and stuff. Gosh. So again, they're all like these fantasy trips, you know. Yeah. Like where where would you want to go? All right, let's do that sort of thing. You know, the dream. Yeah, that is, that is really. Wow. So where do we go next? I'm not quite sure. So going to Cuba this year is pretty special. Cause what's what's so, your route? Yeah, uh, what's is, the has that been announced? Yeah, 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 yeah. So uh, it actually been announced a while ago. We postponed it because of COVID. Obviously, first oh. time ever we've had to not do one. But yeah. you know, we're back and and. Um, is it the Toronto? Yeah, the Toronto to Cuba. So Toronto, Toronto to Havana. To so we're we're starting in Canada, Toronto. Go to the Indy 500, famous car oh, race yeah. in the States, then down to Nashville, then Atlanta, then Miami, and then take all the cars by boat and a passenger plane to take all wow. the drivers to, to Havana. And then we do a sort of three days in Cuba or two and a half days of Cuba. Oh, sort of driving and, and, and Cuba's notorious. It's very like vintage in the sense. Yeah, that I mean, you know, obviously they're sort of similar socialist country, mm, yeah. you know, Castro, well, everything. And so obviously they're, you know, they, uh, the revolution, late 50s, you know, means uh-huh. that everything sort of st- stood still in time, really. Yeah. And the cars driving around there are 50s American cars. Yeah. Amazing. So can but, you imagine yeah, these, crazy. you know, Bugattis, Lamborghinis, whatever, driving around? It's Apparently you do nuts. have to go to Cuba soon because it is, it's gonna change. It it's is gonna starting change. to change. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's true. So um, we'll, we'll go there eventually at some point. Yeah. What, what would you say is the most notable car that you've had on the rally or the one car that you've been there like this will forever be in my mind like wow is it is there is there being a car that you you know i don't know because we have had every supercar you can actually think of but you know it's probably more the character cars that stand out like a batmobile you know and for (laughs) me you know the eclectic nature of gumball like i said for me it was always about kind of even from that first year and it became more so it was almost about me curating sort of the, if you had like a, the ultimate dinner party mm. and you could sit anyone next to anyone from, from history almost, you know, or from contemporary, you know, any celebrity next to anyone. I want to sit like a shake next to a graffiti artist, next to a, you know, dot-com founder, next to a skateboarder. And that's kind of how I try and curate the participants. And that often reflects the mix of cars as well. Yeah, because you tend to find that you know you've got you know people want to drive all sorts just because they've got money doesn't mean they want to drive a supercar. Yeah. You know you've got a mix of vintage and, and eccentric and wacky and you know luxury. You got people that have driven with a chauffeur on gumball to, right, to sort of you know all kinds. You got <laughs> we had a stretch limo with a poker tournament going on one year. You know and all oh, kinds. Wow. You know, but I think character cars for me, 
stand out. The Batmobile is an obvious one. It's been yeah. pretty. The Tumblr from that year was was crazy. I hope they do the new one yeah. as well. Yeah, there's a new yeah. Batmobile, so that'd be really cool really? if yeah. that happens on yeah. the wall. Yeah, but I think actually for me, there's been moments where as well I had, um, you know, I obviously grew up watching. Night Rider and Baywatch and yeah. David Hasselhoff's driven on Gumball mm-hmm. now every year since 2008, pretty much. And and um, the first couple of years that he did it, he drove the Night Rider car. And to sort of think, you know, I grew up watching this. Now I'm texting with him, and he's driving on Gumball, driving, driving the Night Rider car. car. It's a little bit weird. Yeah, you know? no, that is but, th- that's so cool. Fun. Yeah, it's yeah. so cool that he has that car as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and there's obviously right, obviously with these cars there has been crashes yeah. right so we were on um we were coming over from the ferry from belfast over to scotland where we went through edinburgh now on the our leg from um getting off that ferry and going to edinburgh yeah someone had uh, i i'm i'm not going to remember the name of it it was an old car it was called like um it started with an with an H, right? And they crashed it, right? But it wasn't the owner that crashed it. The it's owner was car. waiting for it in in London. I don't know if it was an old car. Was no, it? It it wasn't like a, it wasn't like a vintage. Do car. you know what car it was? N- no. If you, it I don't know expensive. if someone would be able to. It, but he was told I, me it's like half a mil. It was well, worth I like half a million. Thought that on that day on that leg, if I remember correctly, there was a crash with a car called a. Gumpert. Yes, that's it. I was, I was going to say, I was going to say Herbert. Yeah, but not, it's Gumpert. It's not an old car, though, is it? It's a new no, supercar. Super is it a new yeah. hypercar? Yeah. Okay. Well, it looked. I, I don't. It know. looked old it, when it was crashed. It, yeah. I mean, <laughs> we <laughs> went, went past it, and I was there like. I remember the guy oh, was in the ditch, it. and he was, you could see him on he the phone. He was stressed because it wasn't his car. Yeah. yeah. What? So we had we had that car, the Gumpert. Is there a pit? Yeah, I got a photo of it. It looks exactly like that car from GTA. That sports spin player. it around. Let me have a quick look. Yeah, yeah let's so have a lower on it. What made you think that? Bro, looks that old? looks like an old. No, we that, don't. That, that's like an old supercar. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, yeah. like nah, a bit, man. like an early two thousands. You, you tell that to the. Design. I wouldn't yeah. have got. I, I wouldn't yeah, have started yeah, yeah. describing it as a vintage car. Uh, okay, I've had a bit of a howler with that, right? <laughs> Anyways, look, that ended up in the ditch, right? And I yeah, went past it, and I was there like. Oh my god! Like someone's ruined that. We once we got to Edinburgh, the stories were all going round. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that not only has it crashed, but it wasn't even the owner that crashed yeah. it. It was someone that was driving it. The owner's waiting for it in London, and he's crashed it. He was. You must stressed. have had we, stuff. We, like I think this. we spoke to him. We stopped and spoke to the yeah. guy, and he was so stressed. But yeah, bless him, man, yeah. because that is that's heartbreaking. Also, but, the, the racetrack. Um, somebody crashed Ferrari. Yeah, on the racetrack. I mean. They did. Yeah, I remember that as yeah. well. That's a friend of mine actually. And that was a oh, no. that was a rental car. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. And of course, did, wasn't did he have insured. Insurance? No, of course not. No, so no, he no, just no, no. oh, that's cost yeah, him a yeah, lot yeah, of money then. Was it totaled yeah. or just a little bit? I think he told up. me it was about forty k of uh, damages. Which it could have you know, been worse. It could have been worse. That's it's not still that pretty bad though. it's pretty bad. Pretty bad. It's pretty bad. So yeah, just in terms of that, like, have have there been like these these big car crashes, and you just I go, mean, fuck, I mean, there's like, been uh, there's been a few incidents most years, but Touchwood, mm. nothing too serious. You yeah, know? I, I mean we've, um, I mean the one year that one two thousand one where we did a uh, that jackass first year, BBC also filmed that year. A host called Ruby Wax did did the rally, and um, she managed to kind of capture or come across this kind of 
accident almost as it unfolded, which was this kind of white Ferrari and, and it's sort of just, you know, no one else around, just kind of bit too fast around a bend uh, and just sort of end up going through fields and rolling and whatever oh, and stuff, no. you know, look kind of crazy. I mean, the two guys miraculously were okay. A few little scratches and cuts and whatever, but we're fine, you know, and it yeah. was just like, fuck, that was like the first time we'd sort of seen that unfold on the rally sort of thing, thinking, you know what, we got to calm this down, calm yeah. people down a little bit. And, and I think I, I went through a few years where, the first year was never about racing. It was always about just this road trip kind of with mates sort of thing. Yeah. And then it got a bit of reputation and, and obviously some stories kind of, you know, gained some traction. And actually even on on the second rally, we uh, we had this one story that sort of came out that a bit like this sort of what we realized in the early years of Gumball, probably before social media, let's say, was that one story would be like Chinese whispers. You know, whatever had happened, a car might have like hit a curb and like scratched its rim. Yeah. By the time it had got out to to the media, to the public, that car had rolled five times and whatever. You know, <laughs> yeah, but done a few backflips. Yeah, yeah, you know, right. it, it wasn't quite so bad, fortunately. But on this second rally, we had two cars on the rally, a um, two two Ferraris, new Ferraris at the time, and it was on the day through Germany, and they were on the autobahn, and they were pretty much hammering it you know as yeah. fast as they could as you're allowed to it's in germany it. it's on the yeah. autobahn whatever anyway this black kind of amg mercedes came up behind them sort of flashing its lights sort of get out my way sort of thing and and you know it's probably doing close to 200 miles an hour and wow. and it overtakes them right they're on the gumball they're not gonna like they're gonna chase it aren't they they're gonna yeah. kind of like you know it's in germany it's on the autobahn so apparently for about sort of 15 20 minutes these three cars this black car Mercedes wasn't on the rally, just sort of they, the three of them like switched places, you know, proper race, proper race, kind of racing, yeah. right? Anyway, 15 minutes of this go on, up ahead, road closed, police, whatever, stop it. Turns out a black car's undercover police car. Oh, right? no. filming it all. And in Germany, apparently, obviously on the Autobahn, there's no speed limit if you're driving in the fast lane, but you can't undertake. And during oh. this cat and mouse of the three oh, of them, they, they roped them into yeah, it. They baited them into it. They baited them into it, and they got it all on film. And the undertaking had happened countless times, you know. Yeah. And one of them got a fine. Uh, they both got t fines, you know, of, of circa. I can't remember now exactly how much it was, but let's say it was circa like twenty and thirty grand. Yeah. Oh, pretty big fine. That is a monster. And it was kind of like a fine was almost like five hundred pounds euros, whatever it would have been per undertaking yeah. that's all their offense was it was just the undertaking wow. offense each time they'd been completely coaxed into it of course yeah they had. you know yeah. they wouldn't have done that you know or wouldn't have known that that was a sort of and it was just this blacked out mercedes kind of like going as fast as he it. could right anyway that story in germany made the headlines it got front page news and everything it was the highest fines at the time that had ever been issued and suddenly gumball had this reputation for being crazy illegal speed high speed race you know yeah and it it wasn't that you know you'd still got people entering it in a chauffeur driven rolls or a mini cooper or whatever you yeah, know yeah, yeah. suddenly it got this reputation for being like crazy fast high speed whatever and i think an element of the following rallies when people entered it some people entered it wanting that wanting it to be this crazy out and out road race you know so for a few years we had this kind of like trying to almost educate the public again about the brand and 
you know, is it this road race, which it isn't? And it's, you know, trying to kind of tell people it is just this sort of road trip. It's just a fun road trip, really. Bring your wife, your best mate, whatever. And it's just about this adventure sort of thing. But you're always going to have a handful of cars that want to go fast. Always, you know. And 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 likewise, me too. You know, it depends on what I'm driving. There's times where you want to drive a bit yeah, fast yeah, yeah. and have a bit of fun, you know, and cars are built for this. So, you know, yeah. so, but it's about controlling it for I us. I mean, I remember, I think, um, once we got into Germany on our leg and we got onto the Autobahn, I think there was something that, it, if I'm not mistaken, the German, got, and whether he, this is just what we were told, just to make sure we didn't yeah. go too fast, we were told that they actually wouldn't allow gumball cars yeah to go fast so is that in the in the in the uh you know the years of doing this i have quite a lot of experiences behind the scenes of like some north korea and all that organizing (laughs) so one year 2010 i um the route that year was airplanes as well it was starting in london it was crossing the finish line in Times square in new york that was the route it was half the route through europe flying cars to north america and we were doing london to amsterdam Amsterdam to Copenhagen, Copenhagen to Stockholm, then flying all the cars to to Boston from from Stockholm. Anyway, in the build up to this, I I have meetings with all the cities, the police, the local authorities, whatever it might be. Is that what you have and to do? Yes, I have to do you that have to, okay. because you're closing streets like Regent sure. Street. Oh right, yeah, 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 in every no, city yeah, yeah. in Amsterdam. We're putting on a music concert there that night. We're yeah. hosting, you know, big public events. Really, so of course you uh, you have to deal with authorities. And and so on that day two of the rally, the drive from Amsterdam to Copenhagen, you have to drive through Germany. There's no getting around it. That's that's the drive sort of yeah. thing. And I went and had, I went and looked at some sort of checkpoint area, you know, cities, locations, Hamburg or whatever, to kind of say we'll organize a lunch stop here on this halfway point sort of thing. And anyway, started organizing that, and then kind of out of the blue, everything was going fine. Then sort of out of the blue one day get a kind of a, a call or an email or something from that local authority there saying, sorry, but we've been told we can't host this lunch stop. We can't support Gumball. You're apparently an illegal event in Germany. And I'm like, okay, what? like tell me more sort of thing. Anyway, uh-huh. what ended, ended up panning out was someone, chief of police, whatever in that region going you know had read all the media or remembered the media from years before from this that that, that incident incident yeah. and sort of deemed gumball to be an illegal road race yeah so he wouldn't support us and it went further than that in the sense that he actually said we're going to stop gumball coming through germany and i've obviously said you know you can't do that we can just drive through anyway we're on public roads yeah if no one's speeding what's why would you stop us what can you do sort of thing Anyway, anyway, they kind of, uh, it sort of escalated pretty rapidly. And um, I took them to court. I, I took the German authorities to court. Wow. Because they were literally stopping us from dri- driving through. Yeah. And and, um, and that would obviously stop the event. And by this time, 2010, you've got to imagine I've got some big TV deals. I've got some big sponsorship deals. I've got a global campaign at that time with Puma. Yeah. I mean, you know, this isn't just like stop the rally and it's all fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's yeah. a lot, it's a, lot, a lot on, on the this, line you know? here, so, yeah. Anyway, as it got closer to the rally, um, we got a court date, which was two days before the rally happening. Oh, my gosh. And I had stress. to go to Hamburg to go to court sort of thing. And, and, uh, and I lost. We got, <sighs> we got banned from Germany at that point. What? And in a way, it was kind of cool, but it sucked as well. Yeah. You know, like to be banned from a country was like, all right. What the hell? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. So 
in 24 hours, I had to organize, and it happened to be a bank holiday weekend as well to, to add to this. Oh, I, had to, I had to organize from all over Europe to get tra these car transporters that fit like, you know, like 20, well, not 20, probably like 12 cars on each truck, you know, to get them to Amsterdam for the rally and to transport all the cars across Germany to Denmark. Yeah. And and then I got coaches for all the drivers, <laughs> literally oh regular old school coaches. Oh, wow. You know, they're like, sorry guys, like, this is. <laughs> I mean, it became unprecedented. Like, it became like that day was called like coach ball or something, you know, and people hated it. And it, you know, like nine hours in a coach across Germany whilst we're, you know, transporting all their cars to Denmark and whatever. But looking back on it years later, it bonded people, yeah. and people even look back on that day of it that second moment yeah you know there was a time where the coaches had got to um cross the border into denmark and we'd got this we'd arranged this sort of uh just across the border there was happened to be a sort of a, a small airfield so we were like that's where we were transporting all the cars to and that's where mm -hmm. the coaches were taking drivers to so they could get back in their cars and drive into copenhagen you know yeah. and uh they ended up drivers got to this place probably about between Obviously, we'd got countless, I don't know, we got like 20 transporters or something, you know, to do this. Yeah. And obviously, the first one set off several hours before the last one. Yeah. So you'd got basically drivers then waiting for their car to arrive from after probably the first cars arrived there after the drivers have been there for like three hours. So they've been waiting three hours in this cold airfield in, ah. in, in, just in the border into Denmark. Oh and the God. last ones probably were like sort of eight hours later or something, you know, and they'd oh missed the God. party in Copenhagen that night. Those ones had, and they'd arrived into Copenhagen like you know, three in the morning or something, you know? Yeah. So it was a nightmare day, but you know, that next day in Stockholm, was a bit like I described in that first rally that the party that night in Stockholm was probably one of the best parties ever because people had they're raring you know, they're raring to they, go they were back on it and whatever and you know yeah. Gumball Air that year then flew the next day to to the US and and it was part of what Gumball is you know yeah. and and um and it's about overcoming those sort of things so anyway cut back to Germany and what you you heard when you did the rally um back when we went through Germany again um, what would have been 2013, I had that same encounter with, I, I thought, you know, I can't leave Germany out forever. It's a big part of Europe. I yeah. want to drive across You need this. to get through it, yeah. So I kind of reapproached them in 2013 and managed to get permission to drive through if, stupidly, if, if all the sponsors' logos on the cars and the number on the side of the cars, if we just put a stick of tape across them to, like, blank them out like we're not because yeah. because having a sponsor's logo on a car in germany means that you're in a race right you know? okay so but they didn't tell that. me that the first year and they didn't even you know they didn't bring that up the first year obviously so anyway they let me do it that year and uh it was a bit of a ball ache to kind of do that for one day of the rally to yeah. tape everything tape up and yeah lift it off afterwards but we did it uh -huh. and we went through germany and it happened so then i was like i'll build on that you know yeah and yeah, when yeah. you did it we did it yeah yeah, 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 yeah. We yeah. drove through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was, well, that was the thing. But I just remember being told, and I was there like, I don't know if this is actually yeah. real. Or so we just were don't want us going actually fast. banned from Germany banned. in 2010. Wow. wow. Yeah. 
That's so, impressive. Yeah. A whole country took one look I, at your event and went, that's too much for us. Too much for us. But in a way, you know, in Germany, of course, that made us even more kind of appealing. To I bet everybody's trying to get pictures, yeah. trying to see these cars yeah, go yeah, through yeah, the. Yeah. And our merchandise yeah. sales went the highest they've ever been in Germany. They must be fuming. <laughs> they must have been fuming. Yeah, yeah. So anyway. A lot yeah. of stories. No, no, I can. I so can, can I ask? Did you like? You know, you you uh, you enjoy that week? Oh, it was enjoy to this yeah. day. To this day, I it's probably died. one of the yeah. <laughs> I drank so much alcohol, so many parties. I came off that trip like yeah. Whoever started this shit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we always, finally always found. Couple, we found you. Owes me yeah, a couple yeah. years of life back because. Yeah. Do you know? Do you know what's interesting though is that week was. Because we had no idea what to expect, right? We'd yeah. never been on it. And realistically, we just had a sponsor at, uh, yeah, yeah. asked to come for us to do it. And I said, yeah, sure. Um, and then I think that combined with the people that we actually, the, the people that we met on it, that yeah. was probably half of the craziness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is when we were yeah. on there and a few, quite a lot of the people had either been on previously, they had known other people. So me and Chip kind of went on newcomers, relatively young, really newcomers. Yeah. newcomers yeah. Well, every year now for the last sort of you know, decade or more, we we keep it 50-50. So 50% newcomers, 50% yeah. alumni. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, it's nice to have that new, fresh, fresh absolutely. take on it. You know, they don't know what to expect. And that, that was half the fun because we rocked up and instantly we went into a room and we could we could see that we were there like, uh, what, uh, what, do we, what do we really do here? Yeah. Do we just go up to people and we go and talk? And then... We we before we even had a chance to do that, we had Sultan came over, okay. uh, yeah, and, and, and he said, "Hey, we've heard about you guys," and instantly I was there like, "Well, oh, no. that's not good. That's that's not yeah, the way yeah, yeah. you want a conversation start." But he was absolutely lovely, yeah. really nice. He then introduced us to the people that he met on there, yeah. the people he knew, yeah. Um, and we ended up just making and friends with those people, and yeah, it was amazing. Yeah, yeah. We had such an yeah. insane time, and there's a lot of stories that. I can't repeat on here. I'm sure you have a lot of stories that you don't repeat out in public, yeah. but it is one of those trips that will just stay with you yeah. forever. And that's forever. what I'm trying to create. You know, I think, you know, yeah. life goes pretty fast and sometimes you probably can't remember what you did three weeks ago. So yeah. I'm trying to like create one week that people can remember. You and know, and, that and, was exactly and tell it. stories about to everyone they know for the rest of their life kind of thing, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, I always do tell the gumball stories. Every now and then I meet some of course, they'll tell me they're into cars and I'll be like, you know what, I actually want this yeah, rally yeah. called Gumball. They yeah. normally know about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But if they yeah. don't know about it, then they're about they're, to they're, know. They're, they're, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, has, has there ever been a, a, a celebrity that you've had on that has just been way more into it than you could have imagined because a lot of the time i'm sure when people say like oh yeah i'd like to come on it or i'll do this leg of it and they get into a bit but has there ever been a celebrity that went above and beyond what you yeah. had thought they would get involved yeah i mean yeah definitely i mean uh, there's probably been countless over the years but i think um uh, what stands out now i mean actually it was a kind of conversation that i've even had earlier today about about dead mouse yeah DJ. yeah so, you know, he uh, participated in the rally first in 2014 and he was a DJ megastar at the time getting played, Massive, paid like a million dollars a night in Vegas every couple of weeks kind of thing, you know. Yeah. And and um, so he wanted to do it. He's super into cars. He he got a great uh, Ferrari that he turned what, was into it the, the Ferrari at the time. The, the, the Nyan, Nyan? No, no, no. This was before that. Was this it? Was, was, this the, was oh, the, okay. This was the Ferrari. 
And um, did he get a cease and desist for that one did. as well? He did. Yeah. yeah. Have you yeah. heard about this? No. Because, well, you might be able to tell no, him no, better, no, yeah. but I, from what I gathered, he would like customize his Ferrari. You're not allowed to, do to, that, look, to look. Well, no, you yeah. can change the Ferrari badge ah, into, no, they can't. into yeah. a Ferrari badge. <laughs> the whole dead mouse, cat yeah. mouse kind of, yeah. you know, sort of connotation so and and then yeah he, end, he ended up getting a, a seat like yeah stop that type thing. which is like, kind of yeah. crazy because he's actually probably the biggest ambassador for the brand for yeah Ferrari but the they time, hate you know? that don't and, they they want yeah. to keep that yeah. iconic yeah. ferrari yeah. look and if you start messing with it yeah but anyway happen. so he was like this megastar dj he got in touch with us i didn't know him at this point and um you know he sort of entered the rally and 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 i think just paid to enter as a regular sort of entrant and and um which is how I want everyone anyway to yeah, sort of do it because it doesn't yeah. have this hierarchy then of, you know, sort of treating anyone slightly differently, really. And um, sometimes you get lucky that a sponsor pays your entry. Yeah. Yeah. Type, but, uh, I'm, hoping, no. I'm yeah. hoping a sponsor comes yeah, back. Yeah, 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 yeah. But uh, anyway, I asked him as, as the rally was getting closer. I've got a spider on here. Uh, yeah, that's part of the set, actually. All right, okay. There you ask go. Uh, yeah. Oh, oh that was well, that's our mascot. <laughs> yeah. oh. Squashed. That was right. <laughs> My squash. <laughs> My squash. My squashed. I don't worry, there's another. No, I'm joking. Oh, oh, oh. Well, Fred, <laughs> he's, he's got a family here, so he'll be back. He'll yeah. be back. Um, no, anyway, so he, uh, as, as Riley got closer, that year was Miami to Ibiza. And um, mate, what a mental! Another I'm sorry, good but route. that route yeah. is just a joke. <laughs> Isn't there a song? You're, there is, and I got yeah. Tiny Temper and Swedish House Mafia on the rally to do oh, it. Oh, that is yeah. perfect! Yeah, 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 I love yeah. that song. Um, anyway, so I, I asked. Uh, apart from Tiny Temper performing that song at the start at the launch party, uh, as it got closer, I asked Dead Mouse, "Would he be up for playing?" Sort of thing, you know, at the uh-huh. launch night and whatever. And like I said, I didn't know him at this point, so it was kind of. You know, and ask that you don't know how it's going to be received, whether he's uh, how cool he is, or whether his agent or manager is just going to say yes. But that'll be a million quid. Know, yeah. yeah. Anyway, he uh, he says, "Yeah, I'm up for that." You know, no problem. Like, cool. You know, and so that was sort of scheduled in. Sick. And then every night that whole trip, all six nights of the rally, every party, he says he comes up to me, and, sort of, and we get to know each other every day as it goes through. Says, "Can I play later?" So he played every night of the whole wow. trip. Wow. And then I I was actually getting married at the end of that rally. Three days after the rally finished, I was getting married. And um, obviously friends and family were all coming in and whatever and stuff. And we'd actually on this week of the rally got to know each other pretty well. And, you know, and and, and then at the end of it, he's like, I'll play your wedding. Can I play your wedding <laughs> as well? So, you know, I have to say <laughs> that, that was above man, and beyond. Yeah, absolutely. You know, of having this sort of DJ megastar sort of come on it and then play every night was like a dream, you know, I mean... And and we just became mates after that, you know. And uh, he's actually back on it this year as well. Amazing, so, yeah, yeah. That's so, oh man, I, I, you love so, to hear stuff like yeah. that as well, especially when the agents don't get the fucking nose stuck. I know, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah, that yeah. must be nice. Yeah. Uh, you also did some really cool stuff, and uh, our audience will be particularly tuned into it. Is the Phase guys? Yeah. Uh, so you had them on. Well, it was actually the year me and JJ were supposed London to go to on Tokyo. Yeah, yeah. Which is amazing. Did they do the full? They did. They did the full thing. Yeah. And what was it like working with the FaZe guys? Who uh, Do you know, remember the names of the ones that, I can't that did it? No, of course I can. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, we had uh, Banks, Rice, Gum, yeah. FaZe yeah. Adapt, FaZe Temper. Sick. Uh, Summer Ray, Alyssa Violet. We had the whole lot. The, so the full it was like that Clout House kind of yeah. Yeah, crowd. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Clout yeah, and FaZe together. And we did a collab with them. And we did pop-up stores in London, Milan, and Tokyo and then one in Los Angeles afterwards. And it was just nuts. I mean, the the pop-up we did in London in Covent Garden that, that sort of opened the day before the rally started with all the cars on display around Covent Garden. 
I mean, we had a, you know, it was equivalent to kind of the the Louis Vuitton Supreme drop. There was a two-hour line to get into the store and, you know, whatever merch we'd produce, sort of thinking it would probably, we got that pop-up store for like two weeks in each mm-hmm. location. Yeah. I mean, they lasted one day because wow. we just sold out everything we got. And because we're, we're based in London, we got a warehouse in London too. We were just carting merch from our warehouse that was not collab stuff at all in the it's end. Just like, just, let's just sell, just sell some what stuff. we can. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. we just sold as much as we could take there. And I mean, it was literally like, I mean, my, my uh, son who is now 16, you know, him and his, at the time, sort of 12, 13 year old mates were sort of friends from school were all coming as well. And he couldn't even get some of his mates in. You know, wow. it was that kind of like chaos out the front of, of just sort of full on two, three hour line to get in, but then just chaos. And it's particularly when they all turned up, you know, we'd scheduled a time in the day for them to kind of, you know, do a, an appearance and, a, uh-huh. you know, whatever. I mean, it was just madness. I mean, I, can I, I didn't really just... kind of know what to expect because in a way, you know, we've we've done that sort of thing over the years and we've done it with sort of the more... I mean, you know, depending on what collabs we've done over the years, like when we did Adidas, let's say, you know, we did a whole kind of, we did, we threw parties in Foot Locker stores mm-hmm. and, and we had Exhibit come and de- you know, come and rap and we had Jamiroquai play and, you know, just kind of good art, big artists yeah. at the time that were part of the Adidas kind of gumball sort of deal, you know, and, and um, they were always big and great, but not, this was new for us. Really? This kind of like craziness of like, I mean, there were people fainting out the front, you know, trying wow. to get a glimpse of, you the know, they'd you seen Summer Ray's bum, you know, <laughs> yeah, or, yeah, yeah. or uh, you know, Faze <laughs> or Banks or whatever. I mean, it was just kind of craziness. So that is, um, yeah. So actually, we're we're chances are they're going to be on it again this year. Oh, okay, wow. Nice. So the idea is that this year, what we would like to do, and maybe you can be instrumental or part of this. Mm-hmm. The idea is that we have Faze on the rally. We have um, a few of the sim racers from Veloce. Yeah. We have potentially, we're talking to the Nelk boys. Mm-hmm. Do we know that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'd like some side men to be on it too, or you guys or whatever. Absolutely. There's going to be any alcohol or... No. No. Vegan, sober rally they're doing, mate. So you're trying to get a lot more of kind of like the esports gamer, yeah. fusing YouTube everything lifestyle again. world. Yeah, yeah, trying yeah, to get yeah, quite yeah. a lot of them. I mean, they, the thing they is, all know each other as well. They all know each other. But also on that kind of esports level, we're getting approached sort of day in, day out from different esports teams to drive in this and be part of it and whatever. And to be honest, I'd kind of I don't know that world that well. I'm learning a bit more because we're sort of what we're delving into right now is kind of we're releasing NFTs on the rally this year. We've we've kind of got crypto partners. We've got kind of amazing. And we've done a deal for another Xbox video game comes out in 2024. So, you know, we are in this metaverse. Xbox game. Yeah, we launched. It is now. We announced that we've done a deal like a year ago. Yeah. And it's now in development in a studio in Do, Poland. Have you got that, a name name for it? Yeah, it's Gumball 3000. I mean, it's a and, Gumball racing game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is so, that what the last one was called as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And, and is, is the game, is it you are like a person and you're racing through the rally, completing challenges on the way? Like how does it how, how Yeah, does it's a bit, a bit of that. But, you know, since we signed the deal, the world has changed a little mm-hmm. bit. The yeah. whole metaverse and Web3 and, and crypto and NFTs 
didn't actually really exist a couple of years ago in the way they do now. So obviously video games are now sort of incorporating blockchain and and crypto and NFTs Mm -hmm. within games that everything's sort of that's coming. Some of them sort of started to release already. So now our game is going to be such that, you know, there will be a heavy kind of, I mean, it, it will be a metaverse kind of, you know. Wow, that's so exciting. Where you could buy, you know, do the challenges, build your profile, buy better cars, sell those cars for real crypto, for yeah, real, yeah, yeah. you know, that's real money sort of thing in a way, you yeah. know. So that's how that industry sort of evolving. Um, so we're, we're sort of part of that. So, of course, we're sort of thinking about, um, and also the game is going to have not only that sort of, you know, single player kind of potential. It's going to have the the sort of full on battle royale about, type yeah, type yeah, style yeah, as well. Sick. So you can race the community and and schedule races and whatever, and have a leaderboard and do make make it an actual kind of uh, competitive sort thing. of thing. Yeah, you know? awesome. So that's what we want to do with it. You know, of course. So it's great to have this sort of you know access through people in the industry already mm-hmm. not necessarily that are all, all sort of you know racers and whatever but people play Fortnite and, and call of duty and whatever and stuff but we got this good access and people want to be part of the real rally of course so yeah. i just got to kind of make the most of that and in a way i want to do a kind of maybe a, a sort of a gumball esports team but one that's a bit more of a celebrity one because we've also got lots of musicians djs sports stars that drive in gumball that outside of those worlds that they're famous in all they do is game yeah, you know, they love it. So I mean, the big they, guys would be, like, they would happily Neymar be part plays, of the Gumball team, you know. So Neymar plays uh, all these uh, big love, footballers, yeah, like Aguero, them, yeah. all those boys. They all play yeah. like, and they're good at the games too. Yeah, yeah. Jota, they've got the I'm pretty sure Diogo Jota, yeah, is a top FIFA 100 player. UK FIFA player. Okay. Like he he qualifies in tournaments and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. There's something nuts about it. I remember um, there was a thing like he had to leave a tournament midway through to go and play a Liverpool game. <laughs> <laughs> he he did like a thing about it, and I was there like, bro, yeah, I, I yeah, hate yeah. people like you. How are you yeah, sick yeah. at that yeah. and that? Yeah, You're yeah. Al- only allowed to be good at one thing, yeah. bro. Jota yeah. won all 30 games of weekend league. Yeah, yeah. He oh, just wow. yeah he just he just wins. Know that. Wow. He's a winner. Yeah, yeah. it's nuts. Yeah. I love that. No, good. Um, so, yeah, so that's why. The I, the dream for me would be to have the kind of, you know, phase, sidemen, nout boys, whatever, you know, all kind of on Gumball together. That would yeah. be And so. kind of like being a bit of a rivalry between. Yeah. You, yeah. And you're trying you know? to do that this this, this, this yeah. year. I mean, when what, when you, is this one? The la- it's uh, June, sorry, May 27th to June 4th. Amazing. Nice. I mean, right in the middle of the summer as well. Bit mm-hmm. of sun. Yeah, yeah, finally yeah, some yeah. sunshine. I'm itching yeah, yeah, for it, yeah. man. I'm fed up yeah. of this. But yeah, I remember you you said that you spoke to Vic. Vic actually mentioned it to me. He was like, oh, I yeah. met uh, I met, I, met Matt. I talked to Vic and Harry. Harry. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know. I know. Harry is... Uh, he, yeah. he loves it because, yeah. well, unfortunately for these guys, well. un- unfor- unfortunately for these guys, they've had to listen to my stories about okay. it for yeah, the last yeah, yeah. few years. So they know exactly what yeah, to yeah. expect and yeah. and how it goes. But yeah, yeah no, I think well, we'll see. Something. I mean, it's a, yeah. it's a conversation we want to have. And like I said, the, the phase lot are, are really up for doing it again. And, and yeah. um, the, those other guys have approached us as well. So, Amazing. you know, I kind of need the Brits represented. Yeah, right? man, you can't so, just be having these US yeah, donnies running a, running a mockery. Yeah, yeah, you know, I know. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think that's that. Uh, we we spoke about, and we've talked a lot. We have. We I, actually I have. have. Yeah. Yeah. That was uh, good. Hour forty-five. Hour forty-five. Oh, oh, nobody wants to hear love me it. and Chip's voice for that long. Or me. Uh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> nah, some really good stories. That was very interesting. I love that. Good. Thank you so much yeah. for coming on. Um, no where is the best place for people to find more?
more info? Is it just your website? Is it an Instagram page? Where do you? Where's yeah, the just, spot? Just just, uh, just nah, do you know what? Just, just Google just Gumball three thousand you know? and yeah. you're sweet. <laughs> you can delve into the YouTube kind of uh, depths of videos on. Go watch the know, Jackass years, one because you know, that's, so. that's what I'm gonna what go and do. Yeah. Jackass one. I'm gonna be looking up that North Korea stuff as well. Yeah, that is that is incredible. Anyways, thank you so much, Max. Really appreciate you coming on. Next time I see you, hopefully we'll be on Gumball. Yeah, there you go. There you go. And fuck JJ because we're not relying on him no more all right yeah um sorry JJ. what do they need to do to uh, follow the podcast chip uh just hit the follow button just hit the follow <laughs> button on youtube on spotify and we will see you guys on the next episode later thank you